Hello, beautiful people. It is we just got out of an IMAX theater watching Top Gun. Wednesday, June 1st, 2022. This show begins right now. Yeah! Can't thank you enough for joining us here at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. What a fucking day it is. We literally just walked out of the IMAX theater right into our studio here, right onto the air. The IMAX theater at Indiana State Museum. uh, Museum. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Got a chance to pay an exorbitant amount of money to rent it out (laughs) and watch Top Gun at an 8.30 a.m. showing for the entire office and their significant others if they wanted to come. And I will tell you what, I never seen the first Top Gun. And... uh, you know, anytime the entire world is telling you to do something, and I think we talked about this mm-hmm. yesterday, when the entire world, and I've had a history of this, and it's not right, okay? And I'm not, I'm wishing that if I'm ever lucky enough to have a child that I will probably hate at some point uh, in its life because of how big of an asshole it'll be. I hope, you know, that it doesn't have the same trait that I have, that if everybody is telling me to do something, there is about a 100% chance I'm not going to do it. That's just, its I've been that way my entire life. It's not great. It's a pain in the ass. It's caused a lot of trouble for probably my parents and for everybody that's ever been in my life, but it has literally been that way since I was this big. Now, I have gotten a little bit more mature. I've handled things differently. Obviously, got the thing. Oh, yeah. Huh? That's right. Because I was being told by the entire world if it was any other time in my life and everybody on earth especially on tv and everything was telling me to do something no way i would do it i fucking go and do it because i had to for the wwe basically to make life feasible and for the safety of everybody you know i bought into that whole thing okay so i did that we move on now i i made a promise to myself we're going back to our old ways never again that's right if everybody on earth is telling you to do something, you fucking, are you going to forget who you are or are you not going to forget who you are? Mm. Are you going to fucking do it or are you not going to do it like the old Pat? You know, the straight from the go Pat. You know, that Pat. Are you going to do that? So whenever this Top Gun thing started getting rave reviews mm-hmm. from every fucking human in my life, okay? Every human, I seen their response to this Box office, record-breaking Memorial Day weekend, movie that saved the theaters, probably. If everybody on Earth was saying you had to go see it, old Pat would say, I'm fucking not doing it, Never. okay? I'm done with it. Can't do it. Don't tell me what to do, all right? That's not how this goes. I am so incredibly thankful I wasn't saw that Hell movie. yeah. Hey. Hell yeah. This thing was fucking awesome. I, I felt cool. like... I mean, I felt feelings in there. And once again, Kurt Warner's movie made me do that for like the first time since Free Fucking Willie way mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. And John Q. Oh, sure. When he flexes oh, at the end. The very end. On the street. Yeah, when he's limos in, going away. Oh, oh, God. It's almost making me cry. Think about it. But I, I started feeling feelings again in movies because after John Q, I made the decision not watching any movies that have those feelings anymore. Life is filled with that type of stuff. I would like this entertainment to make me laugh, feel good, inspire me, do whatever God do. I'll tell you what, Top Gun had me crying a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Had me laughing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Had me ready to run through a fucking wall. Yeah. And then the story seemed to make sense all the way through it. And I am incredibly fortunate that I went and saw that movie. I'm very thankful that they made that movie. And I remember Tom Cruise, fuck you! Hell yeah. We're saving an industry here! Back when COVID was happening. Mm-hmm. I'm happy they got through that little awkwardness because I assume the next few days were not comfortable around that set. No. I assume there were some things said to each other that were not great <laughs> on the set of that movie while it was being made. And somehow they were able to be as professional as fuck. And that movie was incredible. Mm-hmm. 
Congrats to Tom Cruise, who doesn't seem to age. No. Congrats never. to Miles Teller for, although he did get jumped at a Hawaiian bar or something like That's that right. on vacation mm-hmm. after yes. wa- jumping off waterfalls and stuff. Rooster's a fucking badass. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Shout Rooster. Out. Listen, the movie is definitely worth a watch. Let's go to the toxic table. Uh, Ty Schmidt, obviously, you went in there with a Tom Cruise boner. Oh, yeah. That I, you actually requested the Mission Impossible trailer Had before the movie mm, that's right. at the IMAX thing. We got a chance to pick the trailers, if we wanted a, uh, trailers or not. Now, it was 8.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. so not everybody's thinking as clearly as they had. That was my first time being in... I think public at 8.30 a.m. in a sure. long time. Yeah. Haven't had to do it in a long, long time. It's, it's been pretty... It was, a, it was an interesting morning. It was yeah, an interesting yeah. morning getting in there. And Neil, the man that set mm-hmm. this up over there, mm-hmm. we paid, by the way, we did have to pay, so it's not right. like Neil was gifting it to us, but uh, Neil was a fucking incredible human being. He was. Made everything very easy for us. It was awesome. He goes, uh, do you guys want the Avatar trailer, uh, the Mission Impossible trailer, and uh, Thor, Jurassic, I think. Thor yeah. and Jurassic, Jurassic World, World yeah. trailer? And uh, Ty looks at him and goes, definitely going to need Mission Impossible. Ty was walking past him. <laughs> this guy was asking me a question. Ty stops with popcorn in his hand, 8.30 a.m., yep. going to need Mission Impossible. Then Ty continues to walk. So I go, all right, Mission Impossible seems to be <laughs> yeah. one of those. How many trailers is this normally? He goes, uh, probably three or whatever. I was like, all right, need Avatar then. Mm-hmm. Okay. And guess what? I got a good feeling the next time we're in that theater. When Avatar comes yeah. out. <laughs> That's right. Can't wait. Okay, we have Avatar. We had Jurassic World. Oh. All right. That seemed to really tickle, yeah, you did. know, a couple of the, trailer. the dinosaur people's uh, feathers in there whenever we were watching it. And the Mission Impossible trailer, right into Top Gun. Oh. Felt like it was really a Tom Cruise mm-hmm. fucking celebration. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. I, I'm not a big Tom Cruise guy. Okay, I've, you are now. I've seen zero Mission Impossibles. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Top Gun before. Feels like this is, I got a lot to catch up on. What a fucking animal this guy is. Yeah, huh? yeah. I mean, you said animal. Like, Tom Cruise, you know, you say what you what want is about he? him. He is 5'1". Yeah, exactly. And he is the baddest motherfucker baddest we motherfucker got. Baddest motherfucker on the planet. I mean, Brock Every... Lesnar would eat him, okay? Yeah, that that needs would. to be said. Brock Lesnar would eat Tom Cruise. But Tom Cruise, like, I think Brock Lesnar would actually just yeah, rip him apart. Break him in two. Uh-huh. And then potentially, yeah, not, he wouldn't eat him. I don't think he's uh, cannibal. But he him. could if he was to. Tom Cruise is a badass motherfucker. How about him in, what, 60? Yeah. Picture perfect, knee drive, arm swing, Mm -hmm. run. Multiple times. In the middle of Antarctica or something like that. Full form with a a parachute on his back. How old? He's 60 years old. 59, I believe, yeah. He does his face. He doesn't have like the. He has terrible, not aged. He doesn't have like the terrible. No, no. no. He has like wrinkles and shit. Yeah, not mm-hmm. Botox. But he looks anything. very and young. He still. does every single stunt that you see. He has never had a stunt man one time. That is all him. That's why he's the best because he is a certified maniac. Like he is a psychopath. That was fucking awesome and to por- watch. I, that was my introduction, basically, to Tom Cruise. Other than the Oprah jumping on the couch, exactly. Shit, yeah. And oh, when yeah. he's like this tall, it's hard for me to take this guy serious because he go, he doesn't go as, uh, red carpets or whatever. And he's getting interviewed by people, you know, and he's mm-hmm. doing this, and it's like, okay, this is the baddest guy we got. Mm-hmm. This, you know, yeah. in that movie, I don't want anybody else but Tom. Cruise. That's right. Nope. If I'm going into any type of war predicament. I would like Tom Cruise right there as Thank my you. little tag team. Exactly. Partner. Right. Give me fucking Pete Maverick Mitchell. And that's why he's so good because he is not Tom Cruise. I mean, he's part of the, like, he really thinks he's Ethan Hunt. 
he's really flying these planes. Like this guy fucking commits his life. When one of his movies comes out, he commits his entire being to it, no matter what. Like Mission Impossible, he'll go fucking skydiving. He'll run up the side of the Burj Khalifa. He's a fucking maniac, but he always delivers. TC always delivers. I'm telling you, if you haven't watched the Mission Impossibles yet, oh, those are right up your alley. Those are right up your alley. I saw two and a half minutes of it today. Mm -hmm. That's right. I think I'm ready to go. But it, it was, um, like you said, I mean... This- oh, now they were trying to force him into retirement in a Mission Impossible trailer. Yeah, yeah. well. And... <laughs> is this just a trend ever since? Kind of. Yeah, kind of. So that's the stage that he's yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. For, yeah, that's the stage he's in, but the first six Mission Impossibles it was. At Tom Diggs here, uh, your thoughts on Top Gun? We will <clears throat> we will end this thing with that Boston Connors thoughts, who's in the back with a laptop open <laughs> during the entirety of the movie. <laughs> They said people, you didn't need to see the first, uh, to see this one. You didn't, but it did definitely make it better if you saw the first one because it checked every single box on what people loved about the first one. There was definitely some like hidden references in there. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Math, you know, does some things. Yes, all of it. I don't Um, know, Goose. I don't know Goose at all. You would have loved Goose. Okay. You love Goose. Yeah. Seems like you would have loved Goose. <laughs> Goose is a great I guy. think I would have loved Goose. Yeah, uh-huh. Goose is yeah. very chill, very cool. Here's one for Goose. Huh? Yeah, Thank, right. you, Goose. Thank you, Goose. Miss Miss you, Goose. Goose. The expectations were too Your low. Your legacy lives on, Goose. It does. The expectations were too low. That was, that's like a 97 right now on Rotten Tomatoes and a 99 audience score. I mean, that should have been 100 on Okay, well, let's see. Boston Connor, your thoughts? I couldn't agree to disagree more with Tony because I do not think it was 100%. I'm sorry. Oh, Everyone loved this fucking winner. I understand. TC, absolute. You know, he's a superstar. Him, you know, planning the flight plans that all the actors had to go through. He actually did that. Unbelievable. And we talked about his stunts in the Mission Impossible trailer. Well, he planned his flight. What did he do? He like all put the them through like actual Top Gun trains. I know you have to do it. Yeah. Put you in hundred hours. You're doing everything. He did it all. He's flying. Yeah. He's a maniac. They're all flying the, the plane? Yeah. Like six months of flight training. Yeah. yeah. TC was Incredible. flying that aircraft live. No. no he wasn't. That was a double cockpit. No, no, no. With somebody else flying it with no. a camera on him. That was movie magic. Yes. No. That's exactly I don't what know what if you're lying. No. Exactly the other, the other actors, absolutely. They tried to. TC was like, okay. ah, bup, bup, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. You're willing no. to just straight face lie. Yeah, you're lying. There are plenty of times where TC was in the cockpit alone. Operating a fucking fighter jet. That's that's no bullshit. Out a fucking carrier. Yeah, he landed it. Yeah, he landed a thing in the. He net. lives this shit. <laughs> yes, for the premiere, he fucking landed Apache on the fucking dock. And then- all right, well, maybe you need to have a little bit. Maybe it is a hundred. I think. I think my problem is I love the first one so much that the second one was a little too close. I mean, don't get me wrong. Oh, the footage up. that they had. <laughs> I know this isn't going to be a hot one. take back there. This but isn't the a foot, hot take. No, I mean, he, Nick was wearing the flight suit. I knew right away when I said. You've never that seen the first one. It. Don't disgrace everybody's ears. Okay. But the first one was so good. I also love Goose. The Have you never one, seen the first one? I've I've seen the first one. Nick, oh, so Nick he, is just saying shit. Completely He's pissed. Lying. Yeah, they're, they're just mad. But it, it was great. And the footage that they have obviously is much better than you know what the first one had. But you know, I'm sorry. I, I like the original. I thought the second one was still a good movie. And 97 percent on Rotten Tomatoes is unheard of. And I do not know if it deserves that. Definitely in the 90s. Well, it's just a follow up. I love that movie. Great movie. Incredible. I mean, I think, you know, maybe Connor, you know, you're not mature enough yet to really enjoy it. Could look, look. You know what I mean? I don't think that's what it was. I mean, shit, I texted Foxy halfway through the movie. Like, is this movie actually what everyone's talking about? Quick follow-up. 
If it wasn't for the last hour 15 minutes, I have a vastly different feeling about this movie. Hour 15. Because there's some amateur there's some amateur lines early oh. where I'm like, all right, I think I think I think Adam Sandler could have wrote this thus far. Those yeah. were all throwbacks. Couple of the lines. Mm-hmm. All those, okay, yeah, because I didn't watch that. But I'll tell you what, when it starts getting into yeah. getting in, yeah. it does not let off the throttle. It doesn't. No. It just goes. The dog fighting is unbelievable. Yeah, the last half Not hour. just the dog fighting. The, well, the training is yeah. fucking absurd, too. Like, yeah. The whole thing. I mean, you can't spo- But, like, the really the last, like, 30 minutes, too, yes. like, it was, I mean, and it's Top Gun and Mission Impossible mixed together. The last 30 saved it. Saved it completely. See these I, two, these two young bucks. They don't appreciate the training and the build up of the film. You know how hard it takes acts. to get to that point. Okay. By the way, anyone that tells you that you have to or you don't have to see the first one, that's a lie because there's a lot of references that yeah, I Sam, have no fucking. My idea. wife was giving me a lot of heads up on a lot of things. But yeah, mm. the first hour, I'm like, I'm What's gonna that? have to be a hater. I'm gonna have to walk into this <laughs> studio and I'm gonna have to be a hater. And then I get a text from Connor. Does this movie stink? I almost sent a text as well. I had to go to the bathroom a couple different times, so there was a couple times for me to kind of clear my thoughts right. after taking in the chapter that I had just watched. Mm-hmm. First two bathrooms, like the only two times I went to the bathroom, movie had not started yet. You know? Yeah, right. but it was That's an hour two in. pisses. Yeah. yeah. So there was a lot of dot, yeah. I think, out of a lot of people that maybe hadn't seen the first one that didn't have the nostalgia or the connection with the characters or everything. Like, I was going in there cold. I got no connections. But I did know TC, what are you chasing this lady for? Dude, you're fucking Tom Cruise. Come on, man. You know what I mean? Like, what are you That's fucking doing, dude? That's Pete Mitchell. That's what he does. They had to do that. Who cares? Go fucking plug in the jukebox. Turn something <laughs> on. You're Tom fucking yeah. Cruise. That was tough for me to get... To get but I, my wife told me that's a little bit of, I guess, a throwback there. Mm-hmm. He's also, bit. you know, he's he's struggling with everything. He, he, you need that first. I mean, it really is that. It's like the nostalgia of like, wow, you're watching a Top Gun sequel. Kind of carries back you back on the bike, exactly. Grinning ear to ear when he comes, you know, when he's driving down, he's watching the planes take off. Like it's just like a lot of that shit's cool. But you're right. Once you get into like the like this portion of the movie and not just like the nostalgia of watching it, it just does not let off the throttle. It's unbelievable. I guess I have to watch the first one so I can understand the first hour and a half of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Six-minute ovation at the Cannes Film Festival. Well, they all seen the first one, dude. So that first hour and a half when you and me were and Foxy weren't. Bought it, bought it. I saw the first one. I'm just saying. It just the It last... wasn't the balloon d'or, dude. Did Do you know really? how hard it is to make a good sequel 30 years later? Well, there's a lot of people that have tried. Mm-hmm. Let's go back into the old bread basket. Mm-hmm. Let's go back into the well. Let's try to tap into the magic that we had whenever we had happen. when we had creative juice. You know, back when we had it. Let's go ahead and reinvigorate that. Let's reimagine that because that idea was loved by everybody. If we just kind of dress it up a little bit, mm-hmm. it'll be beloved again. And that technique has failed in the movie oh, industry many a time, time, time and time and time, right. time yeah. and time yeah. again. Sounds like it did not fail this time. No. If that was a first time, first movie, like I guess Mission Impossible is, it's the first one. Well, is this the uh, first Mission Impossible? Oh, no, no, no. This is like number nine. That's not yeah. what the trailer told me. They said no, it was the fucking no, first one. one. Finale part one. It's part a two-part two part story. Oh, so he's already telling you, hey, there's oh, yeah. another, hey, guess what? There's another, another billion coming. dollar movie coming. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm going to what, space what, in that one. What a good marketing ploy. Whatever it is, DC genius in this yeah. entire thing. Oh, yeah. In that trailer, too, he actually does ride that motor uh, bike or whatever the hell it is off that cliff, and he pulls a shoot himself. That's actually real. He does do that stuff. That was sick, by the way. Yeah, unbelievable. 
awesome was that? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was incredible. I almost got up and left after that. I was like, I don't even need to watch Top Gun. I did that. That's all I need. Right. I'm there. happy you stayed. Yeah. Aren't you? <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I'm ecstatic that I stayed. A little double climax situation yeah. for oh. you before 11 a.m. I know. Unbelievable. How many times you get? I mean, that does that awesome. happen? It it doesn't happen very often. Best you day of what? my life. So Mission Impossible's. Any of them still hold up? Oh yeah. yeah. I love Mission Impossible. Yeah, they're awesome. Love Mission. Probably but, watching but, those through these dog days of summer. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, oh, yeah. And Tom Cruise getting through the summer together. Mm-hmm. The last four or five of those <laughs> top tier this has been movie reviews with Pat McAfee show oh yeah. yeah here on Top Gun was real good yeah Wednesday June 1st 2022 let's get into sports I'm happy we did that yeah, yeah that was fun thank you thank you thank you, yeah, thank you, thank you awesome. Neil by the way in the Indiana State Museum thank you Neil Museum it's not good that I found out the exact price of that and how we go about doing that mm. you know that doesn't seem like a good move well <laughs> CFO Phil's out there pissed. He he tried not to enjoy the movie. He's hoping everybody would think it was terrible so we don't have to do it. Probably every single big movie that comes out, we will be doing this. (laughs) This is the best way to watch a movie I've ever seen. That that fucking theater was the size of a... The the screen was the size of a fucking building. Yeah, massive. It was wrapped around... It was very nice. It was, and the seats have been updated since I was in there last. Like it, it, I'll tell you what, I I was expecting something much different going in. What's that, Nick? You just gave a Jesus. I I just found out the price. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) We were told something much different. (laughs) Zito told us, yeah, much different. (laughs) Well, no, no, that was that's an eighty seater. No, Zito also said that was a sixty seater yesterday. So I think, you know, (laughs) that eighty seater, then a hundred seater. I mean, who knows? The one we got was a lot of seats. Big one. Oh no, are you? No, but I also don't think that they could put a sixty seater in front of that theater. No No, no, screen. No, and Tom Cruise did tell us in the preview in the trailer, like. Watch this on the biggest screen possible. Yeah. This is the biggest one in the state. That's yeah. right. That's it's right. actually the biggest screen in the entire state we just yes. watched. Right. I felt like we were in the box. Six stories high. It was pretty sweet, man. Yeah, it was. Avatar is going to be unbelievable on that thing. Oh, my God. With Jacob Sully's fucking oh. swimming Well, Ty around. said that trailer sucked. So. Yeah, wow. I did. But that was just because it wasn't Mission Impossible. And at that point, you know, you're just really waiting just to get to that. Out. Yeah, exactly. I'd yeah, had you, enough ad- Avatar you, for the moment. You had spoke kind of out of line about Jacob Sully. <laughs> yeah, bit. Had to. Had to. A little bit. I don't think I fully understand what they went with with Avatar. I've been waiting 20 years for this one. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That trailer stunk. I thought it, it was did. Good. I mean, it was cool because it's the choppers. Big, the same it, choppers. It same is. choppers. Where's the had, innovation? Same choppers. Those are good choppers. So what happened? Jacob Sully gets there and they just have no more innovation. Well, they don't build that type of stuff because they're they're avatars. They don't use. They fly their their birds. The humans were the ones that brought yeah. over the new choppers. Yeah, the and humans, then they kicked the them all back. Defeated. Humans were defeated. They can't. Fly yeah, that's babies. what I mean. Yeah, but they're back. Obviously, they're back. They're back as avatars. They weren't bringing engineers. They were bringing soldiers to take down that goddamn tree. That's what they were doing. These soldiers don't know how to build. Soldiers. Yeah, the soldiers aren't the ones building the fucking tanks are in right now either. I don't think. Well, some of them are. No offense, you are soldiers if you're building things. That's a different right. department. But the engineers must have just let down everybody that's going over to be fight the avatars. The, the same exact uh, technology they had the last time they lost. Seems like a bad yeah, decision. Sully was, was flying a fucking or was flying a flying dolphin creature. Okay? No, that's his fucking his bird. Yeah, his, no, his no, OG bird. That was different. No, yeah, they get they gave him. Uh, it's a fucking. He went to the store, picked up a fucking uh, dolphin. Yeah. Snot. Yeah, Stan just went in there. It's, it's a bird still though. It's still a bird. Yeah, mm-hmm. There aren't new. There aren't new choppers. I don't think this is uh, Avatar versus human. Avatar two. I think this is a much different Avatar versus Avatar type of movie. Okay. Well, I think you're maybe a mark right now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think. You'll see. 
kind of marking You'll out. You'll see. <laughs> tribes yeah. certainly human. Tribes weren't ever, you know, united until that last movie. You don't think there was a few tribes oh, out there? Oh, they took the, yeah. the human stuff and said uh-huh. we're going in. Bingo. Join us now. Maybe. Hey. I'm maybe, just saying. Maybe. I'm, they can't run it back with humans versus avatars because they kicked them out off their planet. So you're saying this was just the stuff that was left around that other tribes are picking up to take down Jacob Sully and the team? Yes. Maybe. Sorry for calling you a mark. <laughs> so, hey, I, still, very possible. Join us now. Maybe. I don't know. We've only seen the two-minute trailer. Right. Man, the I, one that we saw on the internet was better than the one we saw on the IMAX. It was. It was the same one. Both 50 No, I think seconds. they were a little different, wasn't it? Uh, no, I don't think so. Same exact one? Yeah, because I saw it before. I thought then, I saw more shit in the one on the internet than too. the one I saw in this one. I might have been... Bigger screen, so it probably looks yeah, like more on your phone. Stuff. Yeah, waiting for What's the What's happening in the top right trailer. corner I wasn't seeing? Exactly. Well, that was you for sure. Yeah. Let's get to the show. Today's show is called Two Rappaports and a Wide Wide. That's right. We have Ian Rappaport joining us in a moment. Dan Rappaport, who is a PGA Tour insider for Golf Digest. Ooh, okay. He'll talk to us about what's going on with uh, Dustin Johnson and the boys heading over to live. And then JJ Wide at 205 to chit-chat about the match this evening. He has the pre-game show, pre-match show, and then he'll be an analyst during the golf thing. Can't wait to chat with JJ Watt, not only about the match, but also what's going on in his life. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, a man who knows the insides and the outsides of the NFL because he's senior NFL insider for the NFL and NFL Network. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. Hey, how was the golf game this morning, pal? You had tee off what, 7.30 a.m.? Teed off at about 8.30, played real fast. Uh, It was going bad, and then I birdied 18, and life is good. Um, So it's amazing how much better that makes your day, so I'm ready to roll. Yeah, just walking off the course with a big-time putt, I'd assume. Is that what it is, or is it an approach shot? Yeah. No, it nailed like a 25-footer, looked around to see who was watching, nobody. So I was like, all right, grabbed the ball, shook some hands, walked off. That was it. It was great, though. Well, nobody was around, you shook some hands. Well, no, I mean, there was no, I, you know, you make a big putt. You'd like people kind of on the, there's a putting green around and there's people teeing off. And, so you'd like people to be like, great, but it was, it was no one. So I just, that was it. That's unbelievable. So you played 18 holes this morning by yourself? Uh, no, I played with another guy. Uh, he bailed like two holes with two holes to go. Um, so you had to and then there was some other people kind of around, but no one reacted was my main point. But yes, we, <laughs> we played fast. It was great. Cart, walk. Walk. Walking wow! Like Good for you. Rap. I got mad respect for that man. That's you, you have to be a better golfer than we all assume you are to walk and get through quickly. Because <laughs> if you're a bad golfer, those walks are a lot longer than those well, golf carts. There, there were a couple of those. The main thing is, I don't mind taking a cart. And there's some courses I play where I do it, but where I play now, everyone walks, including like the old dudes who always play at like 7:30 in the morning on the weekday, and I can't roll up in a cart. When they're all walking or, you know, yeah. walking with a push yeah. cart. So I got to carry too. So. You, you could, but I respect it. I appreciate it. And I love your commitment to golf. Feels like you do love the golf. I, I love the golf. Yes. I like watching it. I like playing it. It is like, I will like force myself to get out there real, real early, like 7.03 last Saturday. Um, last Jeez. Saturday morning, just because once you get out there, it's just the greatest. Thing. It is. It is. This by time the way. of year, it's golf season. You know. All right. Well, we're gonna talk golf with another Rappaport mm-hmm. next hour. Dan Rappaport. Do you know him? His family? Uh, not family. I feel like we should get to know each other since we, of course, have the same name. Uh, he seems like he's got a great job and probably has a lot of fun doing it. Um, but I've never actually met him. Well, I just got in my ear that the names are spelled differently. So, ah, shit. So you're nowhere near the same. That's kind of Not fun. relatives. Sounds the same, though. Maybe somebody just 
Nah, lost in translation. One, yeah. yeah. an Ellis Island thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah come yeah, over yeah. on the boat. Right. Yep. Where are you from? Deutschland. Germany. Okay, cool. Get out of <laughs> there here. There it is. That's, that happened. <laughs> that happened over there as well. I'd assume some names could potentially be spelled wrong uh, throughout that whole process. We made some mistakes. We are trying to get better. Let's move on. Um, in the NFL, Aaron Donald talking about you know him being at peace if he was to be done with football, he went into the NFL thinking he wants eight years to play. He's got there. He's got a Super Bowl now. That feeling wants him to run it back. On the I Am Athlete podcast, he said he'd be at peace if they can't figure out the contract situation. They're going to have to pay him, right? I mean, they're going to have to figure that out. There's no way anybody wants Aaron Donald just to walk away, let alone as an NFL fan, but the L.A. Rams organization as well, right? And when do you expect that to be finished, yeah, I mean, generally big deals happen in the summer. So, like, we're kind of getting to that wheelhouse of now when people are starting to peek into the calendar and be like, all right, summer's about to happen. Should we try to wrap this up? Should we push it to training camp? There's there's a window here where some deals can get done. You know, it's always about deadlines. And if the Rams decide that, you know, this is a deadline, then maybe it gets done. Here's my thing about it. Like, I don't want Aaron Donald to retire. He is an awesome football player, probably yeah. made the best play of – I guess maybe the whole season this year, essentially winning the at least sealing the Super Bowl for the Rams. He is an awesome player. I don't want him to retire because I like watching him. The Rams don't want him to retire. I know they would like to pay him to a certain point. But here's my thing. I have learned in my esteemed wisdom or whatever that when a player oh, starts talking about or whatever. whatever, player starts talking about retirement, I shouldn't shrug it off because he's 30. He is maybe the greatest at his position to ever play. He's got a ring. He's made $100 million. If he walked away now, I would kind of understand. So, like, I don't want him to, but I don't think it's, like, nonsense slash contract leverage. Well, and by the way, they're going to have to pay him. That's good contract leverage regardless. Because there's some, you know, like, hey, this is – this is actual value, and then, hey, this is what it's going to take to get this done. You know, and Aaron, it, like right. Aaron Donald saying, like, hey, this is what it's going to take, I think, to get me back and get me fully committed to football again and to going into double teams every single week and the amount of work i got to do with the $100 million, with the ring. He's represented by Don Sports. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Do you know yeah. anything about that? Is that Kanye directly, or did they, did they buy up some agencies like people have done in the past? How's Don Sports working, you think? I, I am still trying to figure out what that is. Um, it may be a marketing thing, not an on-field thing, because I know you know his Aaron Donald's represented by Athletes First, I believe. So he's got an on-field representation. I don't believe that's changed. So I think it could be a marketing thing. Um, they've got some nice photos. I mean, there's Donald there looking like a ball, and they just did. They just. Brought in someone else too. I can't remember who. Jalen Brown. Yeah, it's all off-field yes, stuff. Is what was right. just told to me in the ear. So I guess that has nothing to do with it. But the- wait, is someone actually in your ear? I thought you were joking all this time. Nah, Zito's in my ear. Yeah, Zito. Wow. What's up? All right, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's in my ear. Yeah, pretty good. He'll he'll drop in a little stack or, or stat or factoid every once in a while, or correct something that has come out of my mouth and say, "Hey, uh, probably need to fix this. It seems like you are wrong on this," which is all welcomed. All welcomed mm-hmm. in my ear. I need that in life. I can't not. talk back to him though. So that's a problem. You know, like that's something we got to get fixed for the next studio sure. that we don't currently have at this studio because he'll say something and I'll hear him. You know, I will hear him, but I won't acknowledge it. So, Zito, guess what? He's coming in again. I'm like, I got, I wouldn't just be able to, like, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Zito. You know, because. You can just be like, like, he can see you, right? Just be like, 
Yeah, but I'm on camera most of the time. Most of this is happening while I'm talking or while something's mm. happening or we're in the middle of transitioning. You know, some things, too. I, I, I respect Zito's, like, he's so courteous. Like, he'll, he'll, I see him, like, waiting to come into my ear with something. Waiting to drop into my ear with mm -hmm, something, sure. you know? And he's waiting for a sentence that I'm speaking to stop. And then I'll jump right back in and then he'll sit back. And, oh, my God, here we go, here we go, here we go. And then he's getting a good read on it. Then he comes in real, hey, this just happened into blah, blah, blah. I'm like, thank you, Zito. Zito, you're incredible what you do, pal. We need a two-way street of communication in the next studio. I hope that'll come into Thunderdome, which is just 60 we, uh, we some that days done. away. We That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, we go. Wait, so, how much? 60 days away, 60-some days away, the Thunderdome. Hey. It is obnoxiously large. Wait, Don't need so it. <laughs> if I go to Colts training camp yeah. in like early August, it won't be done yet or it will be? Yeah, I think so. First couple weeks, right? Mm -hmm. Well, are you going first week of camp or second week of camp? I mean, if, if I get to check out the new digs, I may, I may, you know, fiddle with the schedule a little bit. Second, second week. Second, okay. What's no, it? you're going to come whenever the Lions are here. Yeah, when, you're going to come when Hard Knocks is here for sure. Because so you can get your little. Yeah, I think yeah. that is mm -hmm. second week. Oh, second week. See, so that'll be wow. perfect for you. MCDC, I, mean, I got I'm my not going to lie. When I do make cameos on Hard Knocks, it is a, it is a great moment. And I assume for them it's, it's great. They, great, too. They've never said anything, but that is always a lot of fun. I'm sure NFL Films is very thankful for you, mm -hmm. you know, stopping by the Hard Knocks camp. Mm -hmm. Diggs has an update. It is the second week, I believe. Yeah, I think it's later. Lions at Colts is not till August 20th is the preseason game. They normally lead up to it, right? Boom! So come in the middle of August. Well, you can't. What's that all about? You're, you're busy? Hard Knocks is here. Our yeah. Thunder yeah, here. I, I do my tours early on in camp. Um, Whatever, dude. But I'll, I'll, I'll come by. If you'll open the doors for me, I'll come by. I mean, you're not you know invited. What? Not yeah. invited. Let's move on. You're not invited. Definitely. Case closed. Sometime, but not in August. Not in no, August. not in August. You nope. can't be there before the place opens. Why do you get a sneak peek? Oh, because he's an insider. Oh. Soft open. No, it's a soft open. Soft. Okay, for okay. Rappaport. We'll have a soft open for senior NFL insider Ian Rappaport. Take go. your photos. Do your whole thing. So whenever it actually opens, you can say, I was in there two weeks ago, <laughs> and this is what I saw, and this is how far they've come. I would like you to report, though, that our – I don't know if it's our electrician – or a con I try to stay out of this because I think I would get upset with a lot of things that are going on because budgets and the way things are quoted. Yeah. And then, oh, we got to add this on and this on and this on. So CFO Phil and old Tim have been doing a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. with that. Good job, boys. Somebody just cut the cord, though, to our fucking place. What? Setting something up. Huh? How's that happen? How Excuse are, me? Uh, yeah, that sets back a little bit. I'd do a whole new thing. Yeah, somebody accidentally cut the cord to the entire thing. It's like, how? What are we doing? Are we all on the same page here? Is this sabotage early in the contracting? I don't know. <laughs> Ian is what I'm saying. So middle August, you come on by. It'll be done. The court will be back. Hopefully, that's what we're hoping for. Hmm. I, I like this. I like how you keep a keep a level head with this and don't get involved in the minutia. Bingo. Yeah, because if I do, it just every day I wake up like, how are they fucking us today? <laughs> you know, but they're not. It's supply demand. I don't understand the entire process. I guess. Anyways, it's coming. Okay. How about new contracts? You said summer's normally time for big contract. Kyler Murray deal, obviously something people are going to continue to talk about. Albert Breer followed up, though. Quentin Nelson, Minka Fitzpatrick, Derwin James, and many other big-name players yeah. are either coming into their last year of their contracts or are up for contracts. When are we going to see any movement? Do you expect that? Do you not expect that with anybody? Yeah, I would say all those three you mentioned, Quentin, Minka, and Derwin James, are all you know potential contract extension guys and i would say for the for their teams that is very very firmly on the radar could you know do they get it done i don't know they don't always right especially for 
you know, Quentin Nelson's deal, I mean, he is, and I don't need to tell you, like, he is awesome. Yes. And Wreck-It he is Ralph. also the kind of guy as a guard that might get paid like a not guard, right? Mm. He's so good that he might get paid like maybe, you know, among the top offensive linemen, not just talking about guards. So that might be a deal that takes a while to get done if it gets done. Uh, he obviously deserves it. I think, you know, Derwin's similar too. Like he's a safety, but he's obviously a lot more. Minka kind of similar. So I think all those three, you know, could potentially get deals. It's just, you know, those feel to me like maybe early training camp type situations. I think with the Steelers and Minka, they generally, you know, they don't negotiate during the season at all. Um, so That was under the old regime. No, still though. Do we know that? We do. 100%. Omar, Omar Khan. Wow, that's crazy. That It is crazy that the Steelers have a new GM. It has been, you know, 20 years. New regime, same method as the old regime. Okay. No negotiations during the season. So those usually happen kind of the week before or so. Okay. And Kyler Murray, is that already happening? We talked to Steve Kime. What was that, two weeks ago? Wow, last, uh, week? last week. I just he seemed it. pretty confident. He did, right? And he gave a timeline even. He said, hey, July to August. Is that what you're expecting and what you're hearing as well? Yeah, I mean, there's going to be usually a little push right before training camp because, you know, if you're Kyler, obviously he's going to show up. They always show up because you don't want to mess with your guaranteed money. But if it's not done, let's say, by the start of training camp, does he participate? Does he risk injury? Does he sort of sit in and say, I'm going to protect myself until a deal's done? Like, all that gets on the table, and nobody likes that. What's that number looking like, Ian, you think, for him? You know, it's going to be in the 40s. Um, and the quarterback market is actually pretty well defined, right? So you got Rodgers at 50 on an extension. You got wow. Deshaun at 46, but it's a new deal. So depending on your metric, those guys are either, you know, one of those guys is the highest paid, whether you consider the extension or just the overall deal for. Well, it um, depends on how you report it, Ian, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, yeah. you need to change your ways one particular both, day. Both have a claim. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then Stafford just signed, right? What did Stafford sign for? Stafford got, I believe, if I remember correctly, 43 over the first three. So that's kind of what his deal is. So it's basically averages 43 on the extension. You have Dak at 40. He's going to be above that. So that's that's like a pretty good there's there's another that I'm I'm missing, but that's a Josh pretty Allen. good barometer. Well, Mahomes like, is at fifty a year, and he he mm-hmm. signed a ten year deal worth half a billion dollars. Is that not his, is that not his what happened? Is forty, if I remember correctly, forty for the first five, fifty for the next five. So it averages forty five. Oh, so it's, it's, it's a hmm. it, it's a hard deal to doing? sort of equate oh, and figure out. These guys lie. Why do you guys lie about the money all the time? What the hell? Why do you guys do that? Why do you guys they lie about lie. the money? The it just initial depends report, on how you look at it. 10 years, half a billion dollars yep. is what was being talked about for Patrick Mahomes, right? Wasn't that what That's it true. was? 50. That's true. It's 4453, I think, is the overall number, which is 47 million less than 500. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> You are the best, dude. Okay, you are the best. Now, is the guaranteed money a thing because of the Deshaun Watson deal, right? I feel like a lot of people got upset with the Browns because they gave $230 million guaranteed. I don't remember if it was reported lines out of the meeting or suggested lines from the Bengals and the Ravens who have to pay Joey Burrow and Lamar, and they were like, excuse me, why'd you guys do this uh, with quarterback with this much guaranteed money? I don't know if that was a meme that I read or actuality. There was a lot of people that are pissed about that. Is that what Kyler's expecting and what quarterbacks are expecting going forward, or you don't think so? 
that's going to be the battle. And I think Kyler is really a perfect test case because, you know, if you're the Cardinals, you, you could probably maybe even get a little bit of a lower overall number with a much, much, much higher full guarantee, right? Like if you want, if the Cardinals wanted to fully guarantee the deal, maybe he would accept a little less on the overall, like the yearly average to get fully guaranteed. So if you're the Cardinals and you know he is going to be your quarterback, you might want to do it. Um, if you're Kyler, like, would you like that? Probably. But you may also say, you know what? I believe in myself. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to take the higher, higher overall number. But that's the first major quarterback test case to see if Deshaun Watson set a precedent or if it was more like the Kirk Cousins deal, which was fully guaranteed. When was that? Five years? Whenever he was a free agent. I think it was five years ago. Yeah. And it sort of didn't really – it was a great deal for him but didn't move the needle as far as other quarterbacks. So is that why Lamar's picking and choosing and waiting? I think that Lamar is picking and choosing and waiting because he would like to be what Kirk Cousins has been. You know, like if he plays out this year and plays well, and last year was kind of like an okay year for him, and he still had some amazing moments. Like if he stays COVID healthy, this injuries. Year. It was a bad yeah. Hey, there's that was a sh- that was a bad year last year for Lamar. Yeah, like I, his stats and everything are still going to be great. He's Lamar fucking Jackson. But what I mean, there was like a COVID out the gate. I mm-hmm. think, yeah, right? both running back. And there was yeah. a couple illnesses injuries. along the way too, yeah. and then an ankle thing which didn't heal great. You know, but it's fine now. But but probably took a little longer than they thought during the season. Um, but you know, if he if he plays it out and continues to play well, let's say they make the playoffs and do well as they've done, you know, he's looking at an unbelievably massive number when he's a free agent. Let's go. Three years from now. Oh, because the two franchise tags back-to-back, you're saying? Fifth-year option, franchise tag, franchise tag. Jesus. I mean, that kind of... Could he be six? I mean, we're talking 60 million? Like, what could that be, though? That's a lot of money. The franchise tag grows too, right? I mean, each mm-hmm. year what, it would bump up yeah. in the second year that you get it. What, what, what does it bump up? 15%, 20%? What is it? Uh, it's 110%, I think it is. Yeah, so. 10% bump. And the top yeah. five will be north of 40 if Kyler gets paid more than 40. Because Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers and Stafford and Dak right now are all over 40. Top yeah. five, the average of that would probably That's be right. about $45 million. Yeah. So that'll be the first one. Be yeah. No, at this point, it'll probably be a little bit higher, probably 47. Yeah, because yeah. Herbert and them both might get a deal. And Joey Burrow might get another yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. Burrow, Herbert. Yeah. Joe, There's Burrow. Some, I mean, there are some, there are some young quarterbacks who are going to make a lot of money. Like, that is. They deserve it, but we can. Uh, everybody's going to be making a lot of money. I think as yeah. salary cap goes up, but the quarterback market's only going to continue to grow, especially for guys that are good. But if we start doing the math here, he's gambling that he's going to get at least what a hundred million over the next three years, right? I don't yeah. know what his contract is for next year, but then forty-seven, and it'll bump ten percent, so that's fifty-one mm-hmm. for the next year or whatever. So that's a hundred and probably what fifteen million he's betting yeah. over the next three years, something like that. Yeah. Which, like, you know, let's say he loses, which he's not going to become bad. Injury would be the only thing, which hopefully that doesn't happen, but he's not going to become bad. So even if he just gambles with that, like, that's, you know, you end up with $100 million, like, he's still doing okay. But, you know, that may be, he's never publicly said this, but this has always been my feel that he wants the absolute big record-setting payday, and Let's this is the way to do it. Go. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah. If he balls for another three years and earns $115 million and he's an unrestricted free agent and he's Lamar Jackson, oh, you got Tepper in there right now, Carolina. Imagine what mm-hmm. Tepper would fucking pay if Lamar Jackson was a free agent to come save the Panthers franchise. Yeah, see. Let alone a new owner that's going to be somewhere else or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, so he's like, I'm just going to get this hundred and some mil 
and then we are going to go for 400 million guaranteed. Let's go, Lamar. Jeez. Hey, good luck out there. Here we go, go, Lamar. Good luck out there. We're pulling for you, Ty. Your question for Mr. Rappaport. Rap sheet, does uh, what happens with Aaron Donald have any bearing on OBJ, or is it already kind of a foregone conclusion that he's not going to be a Ram next year? And have you heard of uh, his like injury prognosis here or any teams that are potentially interested in him? I don't think the money – we'll see what Odell can get. He's such an interesting case because he's probably not going to play – you know, I would say first several games might be half the season. The timing of the injury was so bad for a guy that looked like he was like probably playing as well as he'd played maybe since his like first or second year with the Giants. Like he was playing great. Um, the timing was terrible. So I don't know that the money he's going to command the first year would matter that much. Like I don't think what like let's say Aaron Donald gets a deal and I think Cooper Cup, another potential contract extension guy, maybe that happens. But it's not like Odell is going to be getting $15 million in year one, I don't think, because he's probably not going to play for a little bit. So, like, for him, it'd be more the second and third year money. So I don't think the Donald contract would, would affect him. And I, I do think him being with the Rams is still a possibility. They liked everything they saw last year, and he liked them too. Follow up. How about Indomitian Sue? Yeah, Sue, the – the Bucks kind of moving on from Sue and signing Akeem Hicks yesterday was, I would say, like a little bit surprising. You we know? were surprised. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were surprised. Will they bring Indomitian Sue back still? You think with that or no? I, I don't think he's going back to the Bucks. Back to the uh, Rams then? Uh, maybe, but I don't think so. Because remember, if they're spending a lot on Donald, you spend a lot at that position. Some people say, you know what? We've allocated enough money to this position. Um, there's some other teams interested, but obviously, like, Colts? that was a blow for him. He's not coming to the Colts. No, actually, I don't know. He might. I don't know. Ooh. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. So that means well, you know a couple of the places he's going to go if you shot down the Colts that much. What are some teams? Uh, you know, I've heard Raiders uh, would be one of those teams Dang. potentially. But it's Careful. the problem is he's yeah. 35, and he has done one-year deals every time, and he is he believes very strongly in his value, like very strongly. So – does he get the money he wants, or does he say, all right, at 35, I've made – God, I don't even know how much he's made. So much. Um, that Dolphins maybe. deal. Maybe. Oh, yeah. I just look back for Gumpy. He's not there. We miss you, Gumpy. <laughs> miss you, Gump. Miss you, Gumpy. But, yeah, that Dolphins deal, I remember, was groundbreaking, right? I mean, it was huge. $100 million deal or something like that. Yep. Yeah. It was like the um, – Hainsworth? Yeah, Albert Hainsworth deal I with can't remember what the. Do you remember what the? I can't remember what the actual numbers. I well, that's because you guys was... never reported them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, very specifically, that was a free agent. That was probably the biggest free agent deal we'd seen in a while. Guaranteed too, I think, right? Because everybody, uh, maybe not. I don't know. It was a lot guaranteed. I know that. Sixty million guaranteed or something like that is what Zito just dropped in my ear. And Warren Buffett's like his in, his advisor or something like that. One hundred fourteen million overall, yes. sixty million guaranteed. Warren Buffett's like his advisor. He's looking to become a billionaire, like business super into stocks, I think, and the whole business side of things. He has a bunch of stores. I yeah, he, that, he's like Marshawn he Lynch. Like, value, he surrounded himself with a bunch of like top notch investor hedge fund dudes. So like after football, he will probably be fine. Well, congrats to Don. I'm playing for the Colts. Don't go to the Raiders. Too many people go to the Raiders. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Rapshi, is there any update on the uh, Dan Snyder front? And also, if they're building a new stadium, will the price of that franchise, if he does have to sell it, be less because the new owner would have to pay for the new stadium? Or would it be more because they're upgrading like their entire facility? Excellent question. I would think 
if they, they build a new state, like the, first of all, I don't know that Dan Snyder is going to sell, but let's just, based on the question, let's just assume that that at some point is the case. I think it'd be more valuable because you would buy the, the land and the stadium. So if you are an NFL owner and you own all of it, that is extremely lucrative. Like the guy, the teams that have that set up, and that's why, you know, I think with the with the Bears, remember they bought some land in Arlington Heights, I think it is. You know, that makes the franchise more valuable because you put a stadium there, theoretically, and then you can develop the land like an outdoor mall or a concert something, condo, whatever place. it is. Patriot like Place, casino, whole thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's then like we're talking real money. Not that it's not real money, but we're talking real money. Um, there, billion. <laughs> I mean, oh, ridiculous. There is a update on Dan Snyder. So coming from Congress today, um, they requested Roger Goodell and Dan Snyder uh, sit with them and answer questions. I believe the hearing is June 22nd. This right here. Um, and the NFL responded by saying that. So basically the, the sort of missive from Congress was the NFL has blocked everything and has not cooperated. Dan Snyder has blocked everything and not cooperated. We must talk to both of them. The NFL responded with this, saying that we've actually cooperated and we will respond when we do, but we've also turned over almost half a million documents, we'll say. Um, I mean, you just throw around that half a half Yeah, million, well, you know, it's similar to, the, yeah. similar to the Mahomes deal. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm referring to. Yeah. Right. Um, so... They what they want is the Beth Wilkinson document that came from the NFL's investigation into workplace practices with the commanders. It seems the document was never made and doesn't exist. So what Congress wants is to find out everything they can about that situation. And they are also looking into the finances. Remember a couple of weeks ago, there was news about a yes. potential ticket scheme looking into that as well. So they want Goodell and Snyder to sit with them and answer questions which I assume would be under oath, um, and we'll see. You know, we'll see what they decide. But that's I'm, that could be some high drama on June twenty second. Okay, so Snyder and Goodell are going to have to answer questions. Goodell, by the way, I know they're politicians. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Goodell. <laughs> Goodell is a master deflector. Yeah. One of the greatest would be able to take any of their jobs if he wanted to, just strictly because of how he can speak, the amount of money he has to fund himself, and everything like that. Dan Snyder, though. From what we have heard, not going to perform well at this. Right? Yeah, put I mean, some that, pressure on that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is not going to go great. It's going to be a fifth, I assume, played a lot. Wom's games like performance. That's right? what I'm yeah. wondering. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. But you, can't, you, you compound that with the Gruden NFL thing yeah. going on. This is, hey, are we looking at potentially the last couple of months here of Roger Goodell's reign as the commissioner of the NFL with how public this could all potentially get? I don't think so. I think it sounded like there was some reports coming out of the owners meeting or the and the what do you call it spring meeting? There you go. Two weeks ago, that some owners are looking at potentially extending him. Um, so you know we'll see if that happens. But I don't I don't believe this would have a negative effect on him. You know, depending on what Congress finds, might it have a negative effect on Dan Snyder? Very possible. Um, you know, the Las Vegas Raiders are so interesting because on field they look good like they look like they are going to be maybe very good um off the field in the front office it's been the opposite Um, and like we're not talking like gm we're talking like couple team presidents allegations uh against mark davis and the organization the nfl is going to look into it so we'll see what comes of that 
Yeah, and if that goes public, I mean, I would, I'd be intrigued to hear what all is going to come out through discovery, if that's potentially a thing. 460,000 emails is a lot of emails that they said they've turned over to them. But wasn't it 650,000 or something was yeah. the reported number at the beginning mm-hmm. of that? This could all be a very loud offseason for the NFL. I'm sure they can't wait for fucking Rams bills. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just get to Rams, Bills, please. I'm excited to see what takes place. But when you're at the top of the mountain, Ian, you know, there's always going to be this type of situation. Um, Tone Diggs has no question for you. I think that's because uh, you've you've already answered everything you could potentially answer yeah. for us, aside from one thing. And this will be the last one we have to let you go on. And we thank you for joining us on this incredible Wednesday where you're probably going to try to get 27 holes sure. in. Wow. No we, beca- we still be stewards of the game around right. always right. champions of stewarding the game around here um deshaun watson a 23rd and i think florio is reporting a 24th on the way the nfl said they've concluded their investigation like two weeks ago this all seems to only be growing right this isn't slowing down what are you expecting from that because i think at one point the thought was that deshaun watson's penalty from the nfl would come like maybe last week or this week now with more accusations coming is that only i mean this is probably going to last a few years right if he's going to court with 24 people? Well, first of all, this, this is why the NFL really takes its time. And, and, you know, everybody wants a decision like yesterday. But there's a couple of things that we've learned from the 23rd and we'll see maybe 24th allegation. Again, allegation. And Rusty Harden, Deshaun's lawyer, has came out extremely strongly against this, as you, the 23rd, as you would expect. Um, this is why the NFL takes its time, because what it doesn't want is to issue a ruling and then have more come out. So I would assume, I believe that they will look at this 23rd like they've looked at the rest of them, see if there is something new, take a look at the veracity and examine it before making any sort of decision. The other thing is you're going to see, uh, and this obviously happens every time there's a big disciplinary matter, people say that they think the suspension will be X games, whatever it is. Nobody knows. And like, that's okay because we don't know. Deshaun's people doesn't know. The Browns don't know, and I'm not even sure. I don't believe that Roger Goodell or the third-party arbitrator knows either because they don't even know 100 percent what they're looking at. So the hope would be to have something decided before training camp. I believe that is probably going to happen, um, but we'll see if this 23rd kind of delays things a bit. Okay, so you still believe that there will be some sort of suspension handed out before training camp begins? I believe there'll be some sort of disciplinary ruling. Final? Is there like a double jeopardy potentially with this with the NFL? Or is that the final ruling, you think, from the NFL? Um, What they will say, I believe, is what they've said in the past, which is we issue this ruling, we reserve the right if there's more to add to it or come back and alter it. But the ruling will, I feel, very final and probably probably will be very serious allegations uh we will all watch along as we hope justice is served yep whichever way justice shall be rightfully served that's a lot of allegations a lot of tons all right anyways get back to the course we appreciate the hell out of you ian please uh you know at least work a little bit to keep us updated what's going on in our favorite league biggest league we appreciate the hell out of you you're the man ladies and gentlemen ian rapapaw now is a man who said he absolutely loved it. His favorite movie. 
Yeah. Him and General Bob Carpenter have each seen it two times already. Whoa. I wow. might go check it out for a second time as yeah. well. Oh. No, I'm not going to. I'll wait till it comes to the house because you don't need to see it on the biggest theater imaginable like we did, the biggest theater in the state right over there. No, certainly helps though. Certainly <laughs> fucking felt like I was in the cockpit a couple times. It was magical. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, Tom Cruise, super fan, Top Gun super fan, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor, AJ Hawk. AJ, a little different costume today. You got Whoa. a hoodie on, huh? Yeah, I got a hoodie on. I'm glad you saw the movie, man. You liked it? Loved it. Lo- loved it. Absolutely loved it. I-, I mean, they made me feel feelings in there a little bit. You know, I- lot, Like many different times, right? Like it wasn't like, hey, this part is kind of like emotional or whatever. It's like, hey, they just keep hitting them with you, I guess, as the movie goes. Well, and also, whoever scored it. The music really adds mm-hmm. to the oh, yeah. emotional feeling. Yeah. Kenny Loggins, Zimmer, Gaga was a big part of it too. Yeah, it well, Gaga was there at the end, I think. Right, yeah, she really she brought it home. The, the staple of the franchise. The first soundtrack is like iconic. Yeah, Harold Faltermeyer. Yeah. Well, it's unbelievable. I, I, I was starting to feel something at one part of the movie, and I was like, "This is not something you're supposed to like feel." <laughs> and then I started listening. I'm like, Why? what do you feel? You get what happened? I was starting to feel like, oh, like, I was starting to feel like sorry for the situation. Like, I was starting to feel, like, emotional for it all. And I was like, there's no way you're supposed to be emotional at this part. I'm like, why am I feeling this way? And then I heard the strings in the background. Oh, like, yeah. oh it's the fucking, yeah. that is why. They literally just forced me into feeling like this. Mm-hmm. They got me. It's like, I guess I'm all the way in. I loved it, AJ. Quite an experience. I understand why you and Bobby Carpenter have each seen it twice, though. What a fucking I haven't good- seen it twice. I've only seen it once. Oh, General Bob told me you've seen it three times, four times. <laughs> No, I, I I saw it. One oh time. no, General Bob saw it twice. I thought you both. Uh, I thought you both saw it twice. I'll watch it. I'll have to watch it like uh, at my house at some time with General Bob. That will be an experience Ooh. in itself. Him responding to one of my IG stories. There's nothing about movies, military, uh, <laughs> aircrafts, Tom Cruise, and just saying you need to go see Top Gun. <laughs> yeah. He had to get it out. Yeah. He saw my story. I can't fucking take nah. it. Yep. <laughs> nope. You gotta go see Top Gun. The <laughs> If he gets on you about Game of Thrones, it's over. I told you, he he built like 100 pages of an outline that you could watch Game of Thrones with to follow through to try to figure out, <laughs> hey, these are the storylines going on right now. This is who this person is. General Bob Carpenter? He Appreciate built that. a full outline that you could ha- He was dead serious. And he's like, because I told him the same thing. I always say, hey, man, I can't understand the, the, so many accents, whatever. There's 4,000 storylines. He's like, no, bro. I built this big outline that you can you can honestly sit and watch with you as you go through the whole show, and it kind of explains what's going on. <laughs> I, know, dead serious. I had no idea he was this committed to different types of entertainment. That's magical. We always just assumed that General Bob was football, lifting, testosterone, football, lifting, testosterone. Honestly, believe that was his life. Turns out he's this movie buff. He's a film critic. He knows his stuff. I wouldn't have won, I don't think, if Bob Carpenter doesn't send me an unannounced DM, basically, out of the... You need to go see it. I enjoyed the hell out of that movie, AJ. You saw the original? Oh, yeah. The original is my favorite movie of all time, so yeah. Better than the new one. Yeah, I mean, I I don't don't like to rank things, but no, I'm not going to say that the sequel is better. Thank you. Whoa. That's what Connor was saying. Connor was it's like, awesome. They can each standalone be awesome. And I have no idea how they did it, but okay. they made a sequel that was great. Okay, so if they're each awesome and the other one's your favorite movie of all time, that means one's more awesome than the other. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it just depends on what mind frame, like how I feel when I watch each one. Oh, when you saw the first one, what stage of life you were in. And- yeah, maybe that was it. I, I know when I went and saw Top Gun on Memorial Day, like I was in the right frame of mind to see that. Like I felt like... 
I was into it. I wasn't distracted. I wasn't whatever. Like, even though I was with all my kids and they were getting lost and going to the bathroom every three minutes, <laughs> I still was able to lock in and, like, stay with the movie. You're an Ice Man guy? That's the critic from the back asking if that's why the movie a little bit different. What do you mean? Uh, no, I've always liked Iceman. I think how they worked him in was beautiful. I thought so, too. Mm-hmm. I thought it was amazing. I don't No spoilers. No spoilers. No. But... <laughs> for Iceman yep that's right uh, love you Iceman let's move along okay quite a spoiler there uh, Adam Thielen hit some fucking bombs last night he got he made it to the finals of the home run derby we do not know if he won but our prediction of him bombing balls because he bombs golf balls was 100% accurate this video hit the internet last night it is him stepping into a batter's box in front of a good amount of people by the way yeah. Yeah. raising good money over there in Minnesota and hitting a ball that we cannot see anymore that ball is gone no idea where it went. Justin Jefferson, also gritty down the third baseline. Mm-hmm. We assume he hit a, uh, an absolute bomb out there. Uh, love this type of time of year whenever this type of shit happens, as opposed to all the other conversations we had with Rappaport about the NFL. So much happening in the offseason, both philanthropically, camaraderie, what? everything that happens in the NFL rarely gets talked about. I love the fact that we got the opportunity to chat with Elon beforehand. He calls a shot, hits a bomb, raises a bunch of money. The NFL's good, right? The NFL's yeah. a good place. Mm-hmm. The NFL largely is full of great people, honestly. The, the majority of all players, honestly, are, are good dudes. That's what people, I think, sometimes have a weird, like how they see it from the outside. If they got to actually know people, it's, it's cool to see how awesome people really are. But Thielen, I think I saw something where he said, like, you know, whatever he does, with like what he's doing with his foundation is 10 times more important than anything he ever does on the field. Like he's he's all in too. Like Thielen, think about this guy when he's done playing football. If you go, is he going to go back to Minnesota or stay in Minnesota and just dominate like beer league, softball, pick up basketball? Jordy like, Nelson. Get him yeah. He's Jordy Nelson of Minnesota. Oh, can you imagine he and Jordy put a team together, a softball team together, and faced each other? Oh, here we go. But J.J. Watt on that squad, too, who'll be joining us in about an hour. J.J. Watt will be joining us in about an hour. Put him on the squad, right? He has a home run derby every single year. That means he hits bombs. Mm -hmm. You only host home run derbies if you yourself can hit home runs. That's right. So J.J. Watt, we'll ask him in about an hour or so. He has to hit bombs. What if they put together a... Alumni NFL, obviously JJ still playing. We're not saying he's anywhere near being done, but you get it. What if there was an alumni NFL team that just traveled around to charity softball games against people? That'd be a pretty good idea, I think. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, I would imagine. Would Let's you want uh, Russ we... Wilson? Is Russ a home run hitter? or Is he just second base like slap hitter? He's playing, but when he retires, I think he could probably. He's probably playing the outfield in softball, right? Yeah, hitting lasers into the gap, too. Yeah, yeah I think outfield's Probably where... Bunt. He might bunt a few times. Athletes. Listen, I know the beer league softball is very real around uh, Plum. Mm-hmm. Right? They used to hang out at Big Dogs all oh, the time. Oh, they travel around. They're dead serious. Every bar's got a team. Yeah, they, that's a fucking real thing. There is... There's a home run limit, right? You're only like mm-hmm. if you have plus four home runs or something like that. It's an out if you hit another home run. Are there balls to the infield, or is every ball going to the outfield basically? Mostly outfield, but I mean they'll try to slap one on the ground through. I mean you got still a good player at fucking short for sure. Yeah, you See, have to your third and short have to yeah. be lights mm-hmm. out. I seen Coach Diggs and the boys after one of their softball games down there at the bar. What seemed to be celebrating pretty My dad hard. Oh, nice playing softball. Yeah, yeah, you used to have yeah. the bike shorts on. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Needs to travel around like. Pistol used to play on a team that's doing that. Really? We used to go watch. Like, we'd go. I still remember going to, like, the park and watch. He did, like, a tournament on the weekends. Mm-hmm. He was lefty leadoff slap hitter in softball, so not a lot of fun to watch him try to beat out 
little slap shots to third. Well, as a kid, you're booing your dad. Yeah. Hey, why can't you well, be we fun like Braun Strowman's dad? <laughs> yeah. Adam Scherz's dad. Fourth and fifth. That's, uh, I guess he's the home run hitting oh, softball yeah. champion uh-huh. of the entire world. He's got a YouTube highlight oh, video yeah. worth a watch. At Braun Strowman's dad? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He hits lasers. Yeah. And in the field, too, like, has an absolute fucking hose. Are we serious? As well. yes. Yeah. yes. What's his dad's name? Adam Schur Sr., I'd assume. I don't, I'm not 100% sure. Adam Schur is the name Braun Strowman on uh, Instagram. And I seen him on his Instagram hit a softball quarter mile. And in the captioner, he was talking. He's like, nothing like my dad, but I try or something like that. And he gets bombed. So I looked up his dad. Rick Schur is his name. Balls are slaughtered yeah. Yeah. by this guy. I nickname mean, is Crusher. It's just, yeah. A, yeah, nickname is Crusher. Different level. It's like yeah. you see big ball hitters, and then that guy steps in there, and it's like perfect contact on the screws, swinging it's like hard. science. Yes, watching them how they load up, and like the, depending on how much backspin those dudes put on those pitches, the slow pitch, it's crazy. Michael Bolton used to have a really good team that traveled around the country and played. So what did Michael Bolton do? That's terrible. That made you mention him on this. Nothing. Show? He was a, he was a like a, a legit singer, so that people were big fans of. But he was also a great softball player. Can we look up on Michael He's, Bolton? He seems clean. Not a baby. Hey, really? Look at you, AJ. Whoa. I, I told you, I, I played with time. him in Tahoe one time, and it was awesome. Throw of a lifetime. I don't remember that. Bolt? I apologize. Um, the fact that you played with Michael Bolton is legendary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just assumed because it came out of that mouth on this show that you were saying something for us to go, oh, We're talking softball. You know how my brain's firing. Michael Bolton, I know he's a great softball. Boom, boom. Full speed. AJ Hawk, let's keep it moving. Let's go into the next topic. Hey, this golf thing is a problem. And what by problem, thing? I mean problem for PGA. Saudi, yeah. this Saudi league called Live, L-I-V. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. uh, Roman numerals. I don't know oh, if that's sure. pronounced. Live on Sunday. King of Diamonds Monday. Swagger just dumb. Call it Kelly Bundy. No offense, but that was the character that she yeah. was playing mm-hmm. in a show that Nick still watches every single weekend. Married with children, yep, love it. Anyways, the Live League was announced last night for its first event in London, and... Uh, Dustin Johnson's on there. Wow. Just 100 days removed from Dustin Johnson and the PGA putting out a um, a statement basically talking about how great the PGA is and how great the PGA players are and how you never leave the league. 100 days later, it is announced that Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia, Ian Poulter, Kevin Na, Lee Westwood, Louis Woostazen, Martin Kamer, Charles Schwartzel, Graham McDowell, Taylor Gooch, not listed, not going, Phil Mickelson. Whoa. Hmm. The reason why this is such a big deal is because PGA Tour has had zero competition, I believe is how everybody feels about it, since the beginning of the PGA Tour. And we learned from Justin Thomas just two weeks ago, about three weeks ago, two weeks before he won the PGA Championship, in which he pocketed like $2.7 million. The PGA has no contracts for any of these golfers. The money you make is literally the money you have to go and win and earn every single weekend. Now there's sponsorship money, but how's your sponsorship money come? Well, you got to play well, you got to get on TV. So the fact that they have a tour in a league that doesn't have any contracts or benefits really for the professional golfers i think this opportunity for another league has been sitting there for a very very long time and saudi this live league is taking advantage of that 
I would assume they're paying uh, appearance fees, which it says uh, Johnson and Garcia are receiving hefty appearance fees or even contracts to compete in a specified number of events on top of the prize money. This is via sportsillustrated.com, si.com. Total purse, $25 million, with $20 million earmarked for the individual portion of the event and $4 million going to the winner. I guess the winner, the entire purse for like the U.S. Open or something is $12.5 million or something like last that. Year, last year it was with 2 and a half to the winner, I believe. So this purse is bigger than mo- all of almost all but one tournament, I think, for the PGA. The, the closest one was the players, which happened last week, and that uh, total purse is twenty million. And I think uh, what's it, or two weeks ago, and I think um, JT got like three million or something for the win. So they're offering up appearance fees, contracts, and bigger purses. And the PGA has been basically the one-stop shop for golf for all of these years, and they had no appearance fees. No contracts in smaller purses. If you think business just natural, you would assume that this would have happened a long time ago. This feels like the first legitimate one, and maybe there's been other attempts at another league. Joining us now, the second Rappaport of this two Rappaports and a wide Top Gun Wednesday, uh, PJ Tour Insider for Golf Digest, Northwestern alumni, ladies and gentlemen, Dan Rappaport. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hey, Dan, no, thank you for making time for us today. We appreciate the hell out of you because we have questions. We don't know your world as well as you. We hope, at least. How has this not happened a lot sooner with the fact that the PGA Tour has no contracts, no appearance fees, and players have to earn every single dollar that they make out there? We just learned that a couple weeks ago. That made no sense to any of us. I assumed once you got your card, you got a certain amount of money, and then money totals and bonuses happen. That's not the case. How has this not happened earlier, or has there been attempts, and this is just the first one with massive financial backing i think it's more the second one that you said i think people have realized that this is a sort of vulnerability on the pj tours model that that could be exposed by the right people but look how much money it's taking right it's i mean dj the rumors are like 100 or 150 million dollars before prize money that's just a guarantee so it's it's not like anyone can can show up and do this they need you know the backing of something like the pif which is the the public investment fund the saudi entity that is funding this thing and they aren't profit motivated and that makes them very very dangerous because they can afford to spend all this money up front and lose all of this money because their goal is not to make money their goal is to soften their image to the world their goal is to present a new face of saudi arabia so Mm. if you're some other upstart and you say okay i'm gonna throw 200 million dollars at all these golfers yeah they might play but you won't be around very long you're gonna burn through all your cash they have a bottomless pit of cash, so they're a very, very dangerous adversary for the PGA Tour. So what what all options does the, the commissioner of the PGA Tour have? What can he do to these players, or what can he not do? Well, he's walked a very hard line, and you know, I guess to his credit, he hasn't wavered from that the entire time. He said, look, if you go play in these things, you will be punished. And that punishment might include a suspension. It might include an expulsion. I don't think anyone's going to get How can he do that? There's no contracts. There's no well, contracts. Well, well, there's no contracts, but there is a player handbook that these guys signed at the beginning of the year, which is gu- guiding the rules. Uh-huh. And in the handbook, it says very, very clearly, if you can apply to play in three events every year that aren't PGA Tour events that happen the same week as PGA Tour events. Usually this is like a technicality that never, it just never comes up because it's not relevant. This year, obviously, it is relevant. So they can give those and they can allow you to play, but they also cannot allow you to play. And they can deny those releases. So all of these guys who are playing in this event they don't want to get kicked off the PGA Tour. So they applied for these releases. They were told no. And it's not a, a breach of conduct until you actually stick a tee in the ground. 
So you'll see that the PJ Tour is posturing. They're saying, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to punish you. But they haven't actually done anything because no one's actually against the rules until they actually tee it up in that tournament. So that's what we're waiting to see. So they're, Once signed, Justin they're Johnson, signing a contract. They sign a contract, basically, with the PGA Tour every single year, and it's because it's the only game in town. I assume that's why everybody signs it. Hey, you're not paying me any money. You're not guaranteeing me anything, but I can guarantee you that I won't do all these things. With the guaranteed money stuff is interesting because these guys have big endorsement deals, which is guaranteed money, right? Like, yeah, but that only happens. That only happens if they play good and they're on TV, right? Correct. That only happens to the best players. But look, in the last two years, I think it's telling. They found a lot of money to give these guys that they didn't have before. There's a new thing where if you play 15 events on the PGA Tour, you get 50 grand just for playing 15 events, which is not crazy money, but for some guys, that's a nice 50 grand. Now they have the Comcast Top 10, I think it's called, where at the end of the regular season for the FedEx Cup, the top 10 guys get a significant amount of money. The winner gets multiple million dollars. Then they have this new player impact program, which the winner, who's going to be Tiger again, probably, is going to get $10 million, right? Exactly. Just for that's... bringing attention to the PGA Tour. So so the guys notice The guys notice that they're finding this money that they didn't have before. And it's just magically appearing now that there's a competitor. Yeah, so, like, that's the thing. I would assume, and I mean, this goes back to what Sergio Garcia said to the official, I can't mm-hmm. wait to fucking get out of here or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Players have been yeah. kind of, in, this happens in every league. I think this happens in every workplace. Where people are at work, not necessarily thrilled with every decision or thing that happens above them in the building. I think it happens in the NFL. I think it happens probably in the MLB. I assume it happens in the NBA. It definitely happens in the PGA. But especially if they're not getting paid. I mean, that's a tough thing. Like, all these guys have been talking about doing something like this for a long time, I assume. Players, not all players. But a lot of players in the PGA have probably been talking about something like this where we got to band together and we got to go somewhere. And then they, they've all backed out. This is kind of like what the NCAA for a long time. A lot of NCAA players are like, hey, we need to come together and we need to make a change or a difference for everything in the future. Never, ever happened. Is that what has happened kind of amongst PGA players for a long time? And is this the first one where, I mean, DJ's a big name. Yeah, Sergio Garcia is a big yeah. name. I mean, towards the end of their shit. Yeah. Right? But still, big names. Yeah. In that. DJ's not. Yeah. DJ's right it, his prime. It's not. It's not the first time. And Greg Norman, the guy who's actually in charge of this league, tried to do it in 1994. He tried to start what was called the World Golf Shut Tour, and he tried to sign up the biggest. He's players been in the world fed and up with the PGA, yeah, for so long. This is this is this is petty because what happened was he had it was moving in the right direction, and Tim Fincham, who was the commissioner at the time, went full politics. He was a, an old lawyer and he had a lot of connections in the Carter administration and he went to Capitol Hill and he basically leaned on these lawyers and they got a very favorable ruling that, that basically upheld a ban for guys who wanted to do this. And they, and they sort of successfully fended that off. I think another reason why is because Greg Norman was behind it and Greg Norman was not the most popular guy, whereas you had Jack and Gary Player and Arnold Palmer were on the PGA Tour side. So that's why it fizzled out. But yeah, I mean, this is not a new idea. It's the only real... I guess tennis is sort of similar, but it's the only real major American sport where you don't have a guaranteed paycheck. You know, like James Harden, if he plays like shit, he's still getting whatever, 500 Gs or whatever for the game. If Dustin Johnson misses the cut, and this is the other part, not only is he not getting money, but like let's say a guy misses the cut at the Masters, okay, and he's got a house for his boys and he's got a house for his family. Um, he's probably and a, and a chef and stuff. He's fine. He's probably taking like a 50K loss on that week if he misses the cut. I mean, it, it can pile up really quickly, and I think – you know, people think that golfers make all this money, and it's like, yeah, they do, but they have way more expense. I mean, you know this, Pat. Like, NFL players, NBA players, they don't pay for shit. They don't pay for food. They don't pay for their hotel. 
The, the golfers True. are paying for all of their stuff, so their expenses are way higher than other athletes. It's, and you got to tip out the caddy. I assume that's an entire thing and all the staff. I mean, <laughs> this feels like this has been a recipe for a competitor for a long time. Now the PGA is going to have to back it up. You said maybe not expulsion, so what would the punishment be? And how does everybody not look at Dustin Johnson getting a hundred and some million dollars guaranteed plus a prize pool that's bigger than all but one tournament that PGA has in the first event in London, then there's an event in Portland, then there's an event somewhere in like New Jersey, mm-hmm. then there's yes. an event somewhere else, and you got like three weeks in between them. You can go, come home, go, come home, make more money than ever. How, do, how does the PGA plan to combat that, you think? I, I, if, punishment? Well, I don't know if that's the best. Like, is that the best way? I don't think so. They're well, going to do that, and it's going to get challenged in the courts immediately i mean they're gonna with dustin plays they're gonna suspend him probably from the fedex cup which is where a big part of their bonuses come from remember the the guy who wins the fedex cup is 15 million dollars for the grand prize and that's only going up and up so they can try and ban them from that but no the pj tour is basically counting on like legacy and loyalty which is really a dangerous place to be they're <laughs> saying you know <laughs> jack and and Art, well listen because golf is golf is sort of sentimental in this way. i know like, i know i'm, I, trying, I, to, I need I'm trying to present i'm trying to present you know these <laughs> tournaments are are old, like the one this week, the Memorial, you know, Jack built the golf course, and this is Jack's tournament, and it benefits Jack's charity, and they have all this goodwill on their side, and they have the record book, right? Like, you know, you want to break Tiger's records, you want to break Jack's records, that's on the PGA Tour. So that's that's a big thing they have on their side, is, is history and legacy. And I think it was telling, Jay Monahan in, in sort of one of his first press conferences afterwards, said, the PGA Tour, this was after Mickelson made his comments about leverage, basically saying I'm doing this as a leverage play. And Jay Monahan said, at the PJ Tour, we're about legacy, not about leverage. So they're really leaning into this, like, feel-good, goodwill route. Um, that should work. But I don't know, man. In a, in, a capitalist, <laughs> in a capitalist world, the more money tends to speak very, very loudly. And Liv doesn't, isn't necessarily the last one, right? I mean, there's a lot of people, no. there's a lot of people I mean, that I have an exorbitant, a lot of money these yeah. days. There's, there's numerous. Yeah, there was another... Yeah. There was another group called Rain Capital that was involved that didn't have Saudi money, and the Saudis kind of pushed them out. But, like, I mean, an, an interesting thought experiment. What if this league was run by Mark Cuban and not the Saudi Arabian government? That's what I'm I saying. Mean, like, in what, what, would, what, what about what, Bezos? What would it, would yeah. be, it, would, it would be, yeah, I mean, it would be really, really tough. I mean, the PJ Tour does yeah, have, like, a lot in their favor. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to downplay think? their strength, but... You know, it's it's there's a vulnerability there, and and maybe the PJ Tour, what they have to do is re relook at the way that they're structured. Maybe they should start deploying players. Maybe there should be contracts. But I know that the players have so so much leverage right now. I would love to be a PJ Tour player around my age right now. Yeah, I would like to just be able to putt like them too. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be pretty sweet to be able to with the hands around the green. Uh, go ahead, Connor. Do you have a question for old Mister Rappaport? Yeah, uh, is Phil Mickelson playing in this league? Because he wasn't on the list, but he kind of seemed like the first big big name that wasn't really turning live down. I think I think he is. That's oh. me saying I think so. That's me saying I think so. But look, so there's 48 players who are going to play in this event. There were 42 names on that list. There's five spots that are open for a different event, like a qualifying kind of thing this week. And then there's one more spot. I mean, if you look at Phil's apology, right, after is the, is the out, uh, Hold on. Is the, is the silhouette of a lefty yeah. Right yeah. in that one spot? Is that what you're basically saying is what it's leading up to, yeah? Uh, I would be surprised if it wasn't Phil. I mean, look at his apology after that interview came out. It was like he was apologizing to the Saudis more than the PGA Tour. He apologized to Live Golf Investments. He didn't use the PGA Tour by name. 
he gave that statement through his representatives a couple weeks ago where they said, you know, Phil is, is, has applied for a release. He's never backed down on this. He was involved in founding it. I mean, he really believes in it. I would be really surprised if he, I mean, maybe he wouldn't play in this one, but he's, he's playing this thing. He's golf, not just going to back it. Golf is more popular than ever, I believe, right now. And it might just be because everybody I'm around is playing a lot of it. But with the match happening today, and I assume, you know, more people getting into golf than ever before. I think COVID also kind of helped spur this because it was something people could do in their house, but also being outside while not being around a lot of people is something that is desirable. I think more people have found. I assume that Liv is just the beginning of this. Yeah. There's going to be others, right? It, it, they already know the price. They just found out. They just found out what the price. Yeah. $125 million. That's your Dustin Johnson. $25 million entire prize pool for your first one. $4 million. It's already been laid out. Hey, here's a price that has already got the PGA. I, there's no deal, right, with any of these players directly with. Could Dustin Johnson go play in another league, you think? Yeah. And I think Liv would, would – that's one of their selling points is Liv is not asking you – to commit to live they're not saying oh you come play and live and you can't play anything else they're saying we're just we're giving you an opportunity to play for more money than you're playing for and if you want to go play in you know podunk iowa in the pj tour next Easy. week some fucking great <laughs> golf courses in iowa that's a goddamn john deere classic dan I mean, that's actually john Wayne that's, that, that's check yeah, that's Quad City. Sorry, I didn't mean that as a dig, but you know what I'm saying. Like, if they're not. They're not saying. They're not sure. making you choose. They're saying we're just. We're just providing options to independent contractors. And I've spoken with their lawyers. They are chomping at the bit. They they think that they're in the right here, and the PGA Tour thinks they're in the right as well. So this thing is going to court. You bet your ass. I saw where uh, Jack Nicholson reportedly or someone said that he was offered 100 mil to have kind of the Greg Norman role in Live. Do you think Greg Norman got anywhere near 100 to, to have that role? Probably, yeah. I mean, really? I, I don't know the numbers, but it was it definitely was wasn't less than fifty. I would think. What about I mean, sponsors now? Is, I know, like uh, a, RBC came out right? and said they may they may drop just or they Justin. did they did they did officially while we different. were talking here. Yeah, Royal Bank of Canada has dropped Dustin Johnson as a sponsor. But if he's is he's really you're saying he may be getting a, like Dustin like a hundred hundred twenty five mil guaranteed contract from Live to play in a certain amount of events. Is that probably what's out there? Yeah, I, I think maybe for a couple of years, but yeah, I mean the the RBC deal is significant, wow. but it's not it's not that. And, yeah. and and he knew that was coming. He knew that was coming because when he went to play in Saudi Arabia, the RBC is a big sponsor of the PGA Tour. They have two events: they have the RBC Heritage and the RBC Canadian Open. Um, they sponsor a bunch of golfers. Dustin. And when Dustin when Dustin went to go play in the Saudi International a couple of years ago, Sorry. they took their they took their patch off his sleeve. They said, "Don't wear it while you're in Saudi Arabia." So they were clearly. And then the first live event. What is the PJ Tour event it's against? The RBC Canadian Open, which has its Royal Bank of Canada, hasn't been in Canada for two years because of the pandemic. They're so excited to have it back. And he says, I'm on. Oh, uh, so that was all a plan too, huh? Norman and Dustin were like, you know wow, what, actually, yeah. let's, can we, is there any chance we can <laughs> potentially put it right here? That's, you're saying that's no coincidence, it feels like. I, I, I think it actually is a coincidence, but I think it shows that he knew he knew what was coming. He knew what was coming, and he said, "Okay." Like he fully knew that this sponsorship was going to be over, but this is more money than this, and it's like really that simple. Yeah, we're talking sponsorship. Sponsorship is just cash. Yeah, I got a lot more in this other place. I will see you later. Relationships. The whole thought about it is a whole other conversation. Go ahead, Tom. Did, did they did they time this in a way, or are you shocked that like DJ didn't wait to play in his first event in this? until after the U.S. Open here in a couple of weeks. Like, 
was there any any thought amongst people like hey let's let's wait until this major's over and then maybe we go do it or there's a handful of tournaments after the after the the open over in uh over in the uk like was there a thought to wait till after the majors absolutely and i think a lot of guys are waiting until after the majors what does that mean what's that mean follow up i mean this is not finished i mean i think a lot of these guys are waiting to see what happens to dustin johnson there's a lot of other big name players who we know have been contacted by live multiple times right bryson dechambeau is one of them phil obviously that's a bit of a different case but some of the european guys you know like or non-american adam scott is another one who's who said that he's been approached i think a lot of these guys are waiting to see okay are they actually going to suspend dj and if they do suspend him, will there be some sort of court injunction where they can't suspend him until it works its way through the courts? Or will he be suspended until it works its way through the courts? So I think there are a lot of guys who are really thankful uh, for DJ being the kind of guinea pig on this, seeing what happens. And then I wouldn't be surprised if more and more jump after the majors because, but also the majors haven't come out and, and really, they've said some things that they're sticking with the PGA Tour, but they're being really careful with their wording because the majors aren't the PGA Tour. They're not the same thing. I know a lot of people have a hard time wrapping their head around that, but they're separate entities. And they their mission is not to promote the PGA Tour. Their mission is to be the biggest golf tournaments in the world. And so if some of the best players aren't playing on the PGA Tour, they're going to have to change their rules. It's just that simple. So the PGA Tour isn't even paying these players whenever they win. It's every golf course and uh, tournament that's paying them. Well, no, I'm saying the, the major championships themselves are different. So, the, like the U.S. the U.S. Open is run by the USGA. It's not run who by pays, the PGA. Who Tour. pays the winner? USGA. The USGA, yeah, of the majors, yes. Oh, the so Masters, the Masters. So the PGA takes by, every dollar. Who, what does the PGA? No, spend? no, no. The, the PGA the PGA pays on their uh, normal events, non-major championship events. So, like the, this weekend, the no Memorial. prize pools. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, there is a prize pool, but but. but. The, the, then the, then the PGA pays those bonuses, which are significant, like the player impact program and like the FedEx Cup. That all comes from the PGA Tour. So the PGA Tour is like, you know, uh, Patrick Cantlay last year, I think he won the most because he won the FedEx. He won like $27 million on course, which, again, that's a lot of money. How many, ma- how many majors, though? He won zero majors. Oh, so that's all from the PGA Tour right there. Yeah, that's that's from regular PGA Tour events, and that Fed, I mean that FedEx Cup bonus. He won the FedEx Cup, which is like a season long race, and he got fifteen million from the PGA Tour for that. But you, if you're a player in that league, and I'm just starting to think as somebody that would be in that league, thinking the amount of eyes on golf for what three straight days, basically for most people, the amount of sponsorship money, the amount of partnerships that you have, everything, and they only they don't even have to pay out the biggest prize pools. You could see how these players would be like, fuck these people yeah. i could i could see how that how has that not happened before will continue to be my question that live is the first one and i guess I'm just gonna, oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Just, just a few minutes please hey do they have a tv deal pat we're, we're good we're good yeah cbs good. right cbs nbc i assume they have a tv deal. no it's on live YouTube. youtube live yeah. yeah no they don't have a tv deal they don't have a tv deal because the, the pga tour has like long standing relationships uh, with cbs and nbc and espn just signed this massive deal with the pga tour take over uh what's it called pj tour live which is like the early round coverage before it goes on tv so the pj tour really did ink a really important tv deal a couple of years ago that went into effect and they kind of locked that in before this happened they, um so a lot these of these players of have to hate the pga tour you know they have to hate them dan have to uh, I, I, some of them obviously are not happy um but you, there's a big divide on the PGA Tour. When you guys think about the PGA Tour, you think of DJ, you think of Brooks, you think of Rory. But there's, for every one of those guys, there's Lonto Griffin, and there's, you know, Matt Neesmith, and there's 
Sahit Thigala, these guys that you don't hear about, but that's a that's more of the PGA Tour. Yeah, and the PGA says the we ain't part. giving you shit. They say we ain't giving you well, anything. You're gonna have to go literally go earn so it. Yourself, house yourself. Too. What's that, AJ? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, my bad. But those guys, think about that. The the prize pool is 25 mil, and there's only 48 people in the event. There's so much more money to have, and so much last last place. Last place in these events is going to be around 120 grand. I mean, that's and there's a lot know. of guys. Who, there's a lot of guys in, on this list who play on the Asian Tour or the Sunshine Tour, and they would legitimately need to win like four events in a row to make 120 grand. So for those guys, it's a absolute fucking no brainer. Yes. Like no, no, no brainer. Well, and if you're getting 125 million dollars guarantee and you're Dustin Johnson, it's like, listen, I wish it wasn't. How it was coming, I wish was different, which might happen, by the way. This might open a... Uh, me learning about how the PGA has spent no money, basically. It's an incredible well, I, business. It's yeah, an incredible yeah. business, what they've been able to do. to get. It's just like the NCAA was for a long, long time. To get all the people that are doing it, basically. Hey, we're, we're, now, granted, there's bonuses. You told me that $27 million on one well, guy. There's made. bonuses, and, and part, of the, part of the prize money is from the PGA Tour, for sure. That's what... But... The deals, the yeah. TV deals, the partnerships, the sponsorships, the I mean, it is the tickets, right? No, the tickets probably the majors go to those people. Yeah. Anyways, Tiger, this is wild to me. This is this is in a pretty pivotal time in golf. It feels like Dan. Oh, well, I feel really, really lucky to be. I mean, that sounds self-serving, but yes, it is a very <laughs> crazy, dramatic time. I have people texting me who couldn't give less of a fuck about golf. And now they're like, what's going on? What's they, they still going? It's still going. I mean, it's dramatic. It's really dramatic. But it changes the course of everything almost for the future, right? It's once in a generation stuff. It happened 27 years ago. The PJ Tour escaped mostly unscathed. And we'll see what happens here. Ty, your question. We can't thank you enough for your time right now, Dan. No, of course. Dan, in, in terms of the coverage, is there any scenario? Because it seems like a lot of people are interested in this and will definitely watch this first event, even if it's on YouTube. Is there any way that they're going to potentially get this on TV or get some sort of network deal? Or is it ultimately just because the Saudis don't give a shit? how it does like is it kind of probably something that's just gonna stay on youtube and if you find it that's great but yeah no i think their goal is definitely to get a tv deal because while the saudis might not give a shit i mean the guy that the saudis hired to run the business probably gives a shit right there are still people in there who want this to be successful so right there right now they're in the proof of concept phase where they need to show that they can run a golf tournament that people are going to get paid the money that they say they're going to get paid and that the world's not going to end and once that happens then they'll start to, you know, this is what they're wanting to do. They want to get their feet under them and prove that we're a viable product. And that's why the PJ Tour pulled the plug so quickly. They don't want to let this thing get off the ground. They said, okay, make a choice now. Make a choice now. You choose us or you choose this YouTube platform and this unproven thing. So it was a strategic move on the PJ Tour. Yeah, well, unproven still has $125 million behind it. Dustin Johnson was like... That's that, that's that oil money, bro. It's a, there's no bottom. <sighs> Dude. And I think each tournament is paying out $25 million per tournament, correct? All seven I've read? It is, it is. And for four 48 guys and everyone gets paid jesus and appearance fees probably for any guy that wants to go over and play in it that's worth a notable name at all exactly anybody that you guys know is getting significant i mean i know they were paying guys just to pay in the saudi international which was like an european tour than an asian tour event they were paying guys who you guys have never heard of 80 grand to play and flying them over and flying them back all right boys this is what we gotta do we gotta get a shit ton of money so we can put together our own golf league and we can pay these golfers and put on a good thing here we go all right that's what we need to do this is a wild time but we can't thank you enough for joining us uh pga tour insider which by the way 
You're going to be busy, it feels like, over the next yeah. couple months uh, for Golf Digest Northwestern <laughs> alum. We can't thank you enough, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Dan Rappaport. Thank you. This is a banger right here. Yeah. Shots Kyle Best. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Cash App. Cash App is the best finance app in the entire world. That's right. That's right. By far. There are other finance apps that span this globe, mm-hmm. but there is no finer than Cash App. Hell yeah. Damn right. That's the whole world. Yeah, it's a Not just place. a portion of the world, the entire world. Mm-hmm. It's the easiest way to send money to your buddies, and you can even buy pieces of Bitcoin or stocks with as little as $1. That's okay. it. Yeah, that's right. Today is uh, Winner's Wednesday, and with the winners of last week's giveaways being announced, watch out for new ones coming, which you have to have a Cash App cash tag to receive the money if you're a winner of our contest that happened on a regular basis. That's Boom. Because right. Cash App became the easiest way to send money to people and the most convenient way to send money to people. And we love doing that. So Cash App became, you know, partner of our giveaways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've been very thankful. We've been able to give away more money quickly than we ever have been able to in the past because of Cash App. Love okay. Cash App. And if you aren't a Cash App yet, which wouldn't make any sense, but if you aren't, go use code McAfee to receive $15 as soon as you sign up. That's code M-C-A-F-E-E for a free $15. Terms do apply. That's right. Of course. What are they? You're going to have to read that later. Find out. Got to be a human. Bingo. Unlike Tom Cruise. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, J.J. Watt. What are you doing, man? Thank you. Glad to be here. Hey, it's an honor to have you. Obviously, uh, Wheels Up has paid for you to be a part of this, uh, the match thing. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen a more perfectly placed. <laughs> but I did not expect that. I appreciate the hell out of you for joining us. Very busy. You're hosting uh, the pre-show and you're uh, an analyst for the match. Are you walking on the course? What should we expect here today, you think? No, I'm sitting right next to Chuck. So uh, hopefully going to just throw it down with Chuck and we're going to Two guys with terrible golf games analyzing professional athletes' golf games. It's just going to be a beautiful thing, Pat. Have you been doing your research? Because there's been a lot of shit talk. I mean, Tom Brady's been burying Josh Allen. Oh, yeah. Aaron's kind of gone after Patrick Mahomes a little bit. The young guys have shot back at the older guys. The older guys, I think, are going to be a bit more savage. Have you been doing your research? Are you going to be talking shit? Are you lifting the boys up, you think, during the whole thing? Um, I have been doing my research. I think the shots have been fired pretty hot and heavy early. I'm very interested to see what's left in the tank uh, in terms of shots. I mean, on one hand, it's difficult. I don't have a Super Bowl. Uh, These guys, three of them got Super Bowls. Very difficult to talk shit when three guys got Super Bowls, you don't have one. But I know that, so I'll M&M myself right out of the gate. I'll eight-mile myself, and I'm going to tell them, listen, I don't have a Super Bowl. I get it. I haven't been past the second round. I get it. I've been hurt. Got it. All three. Out of the way. <laughs> and now I start taking shots at your old asses, and uh, Josh couldn't beat me in the playoffs. So there we go. This is going to be magical, I can already tell. And I think AJ is about to fire in with more <laughs> shit talk question. He implored Josh Allen to explore the space and the shit talk yeah. to Aaron Rodgers, I believe, because Aaron will be ready. AJ, your thoughts for J.J. Watt and what the shit talk will be today, pal? Well, I think that the talk is going to be amazing. It's going to be. A, we'll see how how serious it gets. But JJ, I wanted to ask you: Are you there for two reasons? One, obviously, to host the show and to to make great content. But I feel like you may be there in case like a protester tries to glue their head to the green or something. You got to take somebody yeah. out. Like maybe a heckler comes under the ropes. Are you mm-hmm. going to really jack somebody up if they step out of line? Can you plant that? Can you plant one for us? That would be the best. 
ratings of I'll all see what time. I can do. He does at Tahoe all the time. <laughs> I mean, he does it at Tahoe. I mean, you're Rogers insider. You got to give me something to go with here. You got to give me something to poke the bear, something to get him riled up, or, or I need something. That AJ man. That's a. I mean, that's a good. There's a lot of different avenues you can take with Aaron. I guess it depends on how he's playing. If he's playing great, he's going to come back at you a bunch. If he's playing terrible, that's when it's going to be fun TV to see you stay like jovial and keep coming back at him and see how much he responds. Oh, you think he's going to? You think he's going to get pissed? Oh, is there any way, like, if their team starts playing bad, do you think there will be any chirping back and forth, like him and Tom? Do you think there's anything there? I hope so. That would be. You need to (laughs) a play it up. You should do that if they're playing bad. Okay, come on. Aaron, Tom's not carrying his weight. What's going on here, man? And try to get him going. Well, you do know last year, hey, Tom and Aaron were the conversation of who's going to win the MVP, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, now they're oh. teammates. Oh, I mean, Aaron took my MVP in 2014, so I'm definitely bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm getting the official titling here. Uh, J.J. Watt will host the Bleacher Report app's Hot Seat Press Conference at 2.0, presented by Capital One, which will precede the live event coverage simulcast on TNT, True TV, and headline news. Okay. Ooh. Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, dine, sub in the match. Okay. Uh, beginning at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, how is the golf game? I've seen you out in Arizona. It feels like the Watts, the entire right. family is golfing every day out there. It's beautiful. Pat, I, I shot an 89 the other day and was thrilled. And then this past weekend, I shot a 118. So we are all over the map. That's golf, JJ. That's golf. You know what been practicing you're getting ready for Tahoe how's the game well I tweaked my knee JJ uh I was wearing air forces on cement taking a little swings off the mat into the net and uh twisted on the left knee tweaked it this thing's been swollen for two weeks JJ <laughs> so I haven't really been able to get any work done but I do have some fresh J's that are golf shoes that look great out oh, there yeah. I think that's really all I got are you are you wearing jorts in Tahoe or how are we doing it well that's interesting because I think I gotta wear fucking pants I think I, at these places that you guys you two hang out at I gotta wear pants and all that stuff <laughs> You're Pat McAfee. Wear whatever you want. You're saying put these bad boys right to the test, huh? This guy swing with Everybody, these. He's turning those down. Let America see what they need to see. You're right. JJ. Golf courses love denim. Yeah, they love uh-huh. shorts. Also, I mean, I can't. I'll have to wear black shorts though because the sweat that'll be coming out of my ass True. will be so disgusting. America doesn't need to see that. Let's talk about you though, JJ. This isn't about me. Jesus. Okay. Um, Arizona Cardinals team. Ever since that owner, the son of the late. Bidwell that passed away, Mm -hmm. flew to your house in Wisconsin, landed on that lake, remember? Yeah. Like Matthew McConaughey in that one uh, rom-com movie where he lands the plane on the water. This guy lands his plane on your frozen lake, picks you up, flies you down to Phoenix, Arizona. At that moment, I was like, God damn, this team is going all in, all in. It feels like that has been the case throughout your entire time there. A new seed a new like pillar of the program is it feel like that inside there outside looking in it feels like one of the best teams to be a part of right now in the entire nfl it's a great situation man i can't lie i mean we've got a great team obviously we started out seven and zero last year um we had a great opportunity and, and unfortunately squandered it down the stretch um but we we got a ton of talent and we have a good mix of young guys and vets who can lead the way uh, obviously a very talented quarterback and it's a good organization i mean cliff uh, Cliff is uh, a player's head coach for sure. Uh, he runs the offense. Vance Joseph runs the defense. It's very similar early in my career when Gary Kubiak ran the offense and Wade Phillips ran the defense. Uh, I think it's great when you have two guys with that level of experience and knowledge. Um, and it's and, and they're putting pieces together. I mean, I mean, you look at what we've done. You add Hollywood and that offensive core. I mean, 
who the hell do you double team? I mean, you got Zach Ertz, you got Hollywood, you got Hop when he gets back, you got Rondale Moore, you've got James Conner out of the backfield, and then you got to worry about Kyler running. Like, how you how do you stop that? Hey, were you really? I know Vance Joseph, your D coordinator. You had some history with him in Houston, and I, I know Vance a little bit. And he years ago, all he did was talk you up how great you were. He was in Cincinnati when I was there as the DB coach. Was that a part of the reason why you decided to go out there? No doubt. I love Vance. Uh, he, he's a great coach. He was with us in the early days. Uh, he runs that a little bit of that Wade Phillips style 3-4. Uh, I think we're going to get even more aggressive with it here as we go, and I think comfort level being back in it in year two here is going to be is going to be great and uh he's he's a he was the head coach in denver obviously didn't didn't go the way he wanted it to but i think he'll be a head coach again soon he's he's built for it he's got the right mindset the mentality and the knowledge base and uh we're lucky to have him as our d coordinator i enjoy when you start stirring the pot with the internet you know i i like the way you you know view sports media and the day-to-day sports conversations especially you know with the heat on kyler your selfie video of him working out going but 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 when everybody (laughs) was talking about him not being happy is a great piece of content especially coming from you and with kyler kyler's back in the building today from what i've been told you are not are you holding out right now and is it because kyler came back what the fuck jj it hurts with the donuts Kyler coming back. I mean, I, I'm not saying that there's problems, but there could be problems. There could be. Uh, Kyler was in the building yesterday. I saw that he was there. Our media guy came up to me and said, hey, Wednesday is our only open media session for OTAs. Will you speak afterwards? I said, you know what? I'm not even going to be there. Oh, damn. I got my own media session, 545 Bleacher Report app. I got a press conference. <laughs> How about it? So you're saying Kyler was there yesterday. Have you sensed at all that, that we talked to Steve Kime? Steve Kime was like, it's going to get worked out. Cliff Kingsbury, hey, this is business. It's going to get worked out. Bringing in Hollywood. The outside conversation seems to be a lot louder than it feels by anybody inside of it. And we get an accurate read with that. There's no thought about Kyler not being a Cardinal forever, right? I mean, I don't. I definitely don't have that feeling. I mean, I think that you know how all this stuff yes. goes. Like players, you know that this generally it always takes right up until the end of training camp this season. So nobody is fretting any of it because we all understand how it goes. I mean, my brother just did his deal last year. It took until the last week Take of the, the preseason, and it's that's just the way that these things go. So none of us are worried about it. None of us are. Are fretting, and I'm, I'm sure it'll all get worked out. And I look forward to having Kyler out there. What do you think about Kyler? As I mean, your brother kicked his agents out of the way yeah. mm-hmm. with one leg, kicked the agents out of the way with the other leg, kicked the fucking door open. How much, <laughs> how much money you paying me? I want to sign it. I gotta go work out. Exactly. This is a good deal. Thank that, you. TJ. That's what the Watts do. What? Get the hell out of the way, suits. All right. How much they paying me? Too much. I need to work out. That sounds like something you'll be doing here shortly, and it's uh, you're up to something season. You know, I feel like you're going to be kicking down the door and deal done. Let's go. Well, maybe. <laughs> There's a lot of details to figure out with a lot of different people right now, but we're figuring out. We're getting there. You know, I'm not great I, at reading, but it takes me some time. Directly from Twitter, so I know that you are signing with Amazon. You're also signing with FanDuel. You're also signing. <laughs> you're going to be doing. Seven shows a weekend. It's going to be unbelievable. Now, listen, listen. There's already too much of me. We need to figure out how to make less of me, that whole thing. But uh, let's get back to you chatting about Kyler there. What type of person is he? Right? I, I think because that sounds like such a, a terrible question, but 
the Dan Patrick interview, right, from Super Bowl week before he was drafted, I think made a lot of people think like, oh, this guy is vastly different than any other quarterback maybe we've ever seen. But then we've kind of seen him with uh, FaZe Clan and other people kind of open up and show his personality and with how electrifying he is and how great he is at baseball potentially. What type of guy is he on day-to-day that we don't get to see? Because it feels like he's maybe one of the coolest dudes of all time and also the most athletic human that we've maybe ever seen. He's unbelievably athletic. I mean, the guy does things that it's just, it's so unbelievable. And you, you watch everybody try and chase him around out there, and I'm happy I don't have to do it. Um, but he's, he's, a different, he's a different quarterback. He knows that. He's, he's not the traditional quarterback that you look at, um, either from a personality and media standpoint or from the way he plays the game. And I think that he has, he knows that, and he's accepted it, and he embraces that, and he's going to do it his way. And that's what he's committed to, and that's the way that he's going to go about things. And obviously, at the high school level and at the college level, he's been very successful with it. Now he's doing it at the NFL level, and um, he's going to be successful with it there as well. Are, are he and Cliff tight? I know Cliff's even said, like, hey, I, I try to get Kyler to talk more, to speak more, I guess, because he does seem to be somewhat quiet, at least, at least in front of the camera. But it seems like he and Cliff are on the same page with everything. Yeah, yeah, they're very much on the same page. I mean, it's very clear that our offense is built around Kyler Murray's skill set. And we're adding pieces left and right to enhance that skill set. And obviously, you bring in a guy like Hollywood, who Kyler's known forever and who's best friends with. And um, everybody knows that that's what it takes to win this league, is you have to put the pieces around your quarterback to maximize their talents. And that's what Cliff is doing with Kyler. Did you fly on a wheels up plane to wherever you are right now? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> How was the experience? Pretty good? Oh, fantastic. Wheels Up does an unbelievable job with their concierge customer service. Ooh, they put a beautiful wow. group there. I felt like McAfee on the way to WrestleMania. Ah, <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, I don't know if I'll ever get treated like a wide. Wide! But it was a fantastic feeling. I, every weekend I see you on a plane somewhere, and then you're flying back, and you're floating above the plane as you go. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. There's quite <laughs> altitude, some altitudes to the altitudes up there. Uh, 545 is when you can catch the pre-show that this man will be hosting on the Bleacher Report app. A couple of the boys have some questions for you, JJ. Is that all right? Yeah. Let's go. Are you napping before this? Have you? How are you storing energy? I'm, the, I'm taking a nap right after this call. I'm pretty jacked about it. I won at the casino last night, so I'm just going to take a nap instead of giving it all back. Let's you know? go. That's smart. You're allowed to leave with chips. You're allowed to leave That's with right. money. A mm-hmm. lot of people forget that. Learning slowly. Learning that slowly. <laughs> yeah. If, even if you hit huge on one hand. I was planning on being here for two, three hours to drink some free drinks, but fuck it. There's all a right. lot. Right, yeah. I'm out of here. Yep. I guess it. I'm going to go elsewhere. You're allowed to do that. People forget. Go ahead, Ty. JJ, there's been a lot of talk about how the Pro Bowl stinks, and it has a guy who's been there like 100 times. Uh, is there anything they can do to make it better for the players outside of canceling the game? And would you also tentatively commit to being in like a home run derby, a softball home run derby at said event? Oh, what a question. What a great question. Thank you. Yes, I do believe that it can be enhanced and can be made very fun. Um, I think that there's just so much on the line for guys with contracts and with everything that it's tough for the game to truly be competitive. But I believe it is, if you do it right and you make it right, the guys, A, love being a part of it. Like, I remember my first ever Pro Bowl, Peyton Manning getting up and giving a speech, uh, had the whole room dying laughing, and then you go down by the pool and everybody's hanging around the bar at the pool. You know, you're just shooting the breeze. You're talking with Adrian Peterson. You're talking with all these guys that you watch on TV and you've looked up to, and you're sharing stories. And it's, 
access you never get because it's just the guys and you can actually hang out with just the guys. So you don't want to lose that and you want guys to want to go to the Pro Bowl. And I think, like you said, you do some sort of skills competition, you do a baseball home run derby, you toss like some some other types of competitions in there. I mean, I I remember watching Larry Allen throw up 225 for 750 reps on the bench press. <laughs> You know, I mean, it was those those types of things are cool. And I think that you can find a way to make it fun without having to put the guys at risk health wise. Hey, they mailed it in on the Pro Bowl. My first Pro Bowl was in Arizona. You remember that? They didn't rent out the whole fucking hotel. That was <laughs> that was a very interesting. That was a very interesting decision. Like I've worked my entire life. I watched it in Hawaii. I watched all the events. It looks like a great time. Everybody's having a blast. Get to Arizona after losing by 50 to the fucking Patriots two days before that. Oh, yeah. The hotel is not reserved just for NFL folks. So J.J. Watts and Luke Keekleys and Drew Breeses of the world are getting attacked by uh, <laughs> autograph uh, hounds, basically. The lobby bar is not just NFL players, although there was NFL. We're getting pretty fucked up there. There's a lot of people that were not NFL people there. And then we had to drive two hours into the desert for practice, two hours back, and they wanted us to pour concrete in the middle of a playground or something in the middle of the desert. I'm like, this is the Pro Bowl. This <laughs> yeah. is the Pro Bowl. I've never been more confused in my entire life, JJ. I'm like, what the, they mailed it in Why on. Why did you come to those practices? Why did you even have to attend the practices? There's zero time to punt a ball. There is zero place. And nobody out here knows who the hell you are anyways. But come on this bus for two. The bus was the best part. I mean, that was like, yeah, it was awesome. Chris Carter was in there. You were in there. Who, Martellus Bennett was in there. Martellus telling stories that had me dying on the bus and then he started talking about his video game company that he was creating and the production company with like the kids shows and i was like this guy is brilliant this is this guy's got a lot going on up in that mind and it is impressive but yeah those bus rides man those were the best it's all happened by the way for marty b like he created yeah, a yeah. full anime <laughs> everything he said uh -huh. like was happening it was like god damn i feel like i got a front row seat to the brain there but it was quite an experience the pro bowl i really thought they mailed it in and you know it would be nice if they got that. <laughs> what do you want it to be mostly what you said but it has to be and you can't say this because you're in it and you've been paid a lot of money and everything like that so you would sound like a pretentious asshole if you're to say this <laughs> i think as a fan and as a we're in a thought shop here a brainstorm i think there should be actual prizes up for grabs like if you offer up like $500,000 to the winner of something. And by the way, $500,000 to that person's charity or thought, like you're going to get a lot more effort. You're going to get guys actually going in there. And as opposed to saying, well, I can't tweak a hamstring for $20,000 or $30,000, like $500,000, maybe you get a little bit more effort, a little bit more enthusiasm, plus the charity aspect of it. I think you can really do some shit. I mean, I, I back when I, my very first Pro Bowl, the game was actually still somewhat of a game. I mean, it was not anywhere near a true NFL game, but there was legitimate tackling and there was stuff going on. I mean, you watch that Sean Taylor video and you're like, those days oh, are gone. Oh, Nobody's going to be decapitating anybody on the field anymore. Well, except for Clay but, Matthews trying to block there, a punt. There's got to be some some middle ground there. I agree with you. And it's you want the guys to play. Like, you want the guys to want to play. I think that's another thing that's happened nowadays is so many guys are dropping out. You got the fifth, sixth alternate in the game, and and they're putting on their Insta bio Pro Bowler, and you're like, all right, all right, six, six alternate. Let's, yeah. <laughs> well, it's just like the people in the offseason that are, there's 100 people on the team. They're in the NFL, though, right now in their bio, you know, in a couple months. Are they going to take that off or not? Because they're probably going to be selling insurance. It's interesting times. Wait, whatever else. Taking it to, to the Instagram reels and TikToks. You got guy picked off the fourth stringer in practice, and it's all over Instagram like he's like he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs>
<laughs> Still happening. I assume it's only growing. I, I mean, that is, the Thursday uh, All Pros or Friday All Pros are always, now they have access to public, yeah. you know, getting a chance to kind of market that whole thing. It must be a different time. You've been in the league a long time now, JJ. Fucking long time. You've seen a lot of changes in the sport. I was thinking about this this morning. You know, I'm going into year 12, and, and I'm getting ready to call the match, and so I'm looking up the guys and everything. And Tom has been in the league for, like, 11 years more than I have. That is mind-boggling. Ah, Aaron, too. Aaron's old. Like, nobody really talks about it because he's in great shape and he's playing great football. He's, what, 30? Yeah, 38 this year, I think. He, no end in sight, JJ. No end no. in sight for that guy if he wants to. just He'll be able to throw the ball forever. How's your body feel? You feel good? I feel great, man. I, really, the Arizona weather has been unbelievable. I've been training down there all offseason and in the heat, on the natural grass. Buddy, our strength coach, has been doing an unbelievable job. The body really does feel great. It's It's been great. I've been enjoying it. And I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to, to working with the guys. I've been having a lot of fun, and uh, I'm loving it. Do you think uh, Buddy was pissed off about the donut selection from Zach Ertz, too? I mean, kind of fucked no. up that he did that to you. No, he had no problem getting the exact donuts Buddy wanted. He had <laughs> the exact ones Buddy wanted. And Zach Ertz sounded like he had never heard of a strawberry frosted donut in his life. He he was mind blown that a pink frosted donut existed, and if we haven't settled it yet. We well, haven't settled it. Oh, listen, it's, it's, I was a Zachary's fan. He sounds like an uncultured swine. Yeah. yeah. I'm not even talking <laughs> about a strawberry glazed donut. And, I, I actually felt a little bit bad afterwards because the internet came pretty hard. I don't know if you're familiar with the internet, with your show and everything, but the internet can be a little psychotic. And people just roasted him. And I was like, all right, got that. He brought donuts to the facility. That's nah, no, no. I don't want to say that I... I tried to gaslight those particular comments. Yeah, I was ha- firmly in your your corner in this particular one. If somebody was to tell me, hey, donuts are coming tomorrow morning, and I don't know if you eat donuts on a regular basis. I would assume you don't. But you wake up going in there to work out. Oh, my God. I forgot. Fucking good buddy Zach Ertz. Let's yeah. go. Bringing me donuts in this thing. I'm going to go push this thing. And then he opens. He says, everybody gets donuts but you, pal. I mean, fuck. What was that? I changed my breakfast that morning exactly based on the fact i was going to be having donuts at the facility zach Ertz doesn't want to talk about that mm, that's right he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to. we'll we'll have him i'll have him explain sometime we'll have a follow-up twitter and he can explain himself but they're really he's one of the nicest humans on the planet but he's he's on the list right now yeah well i mean who's the real zach you know that's true the, yeah. that's the thing we're all wondering i guess time will tell connor your question for jj yeah jj we all love the quarterbacks but is there any thought of doing a match with uh oh. d lyman maybe even like the watts versus the boses perhaps you oh. know maybe a little family feud action oh. connor here's here's what i want to do and here's what I'm, I'm i might toss it out there to chuck today or to somebody today we got these guys who are obviously good golfers they're great athletes they go out there, they play. Maybe they shank a shot here or there, but for the most part, they're playing pretty good golf. I want a match where we drink beer. What? what? Play real golf. What? We are in the woods. We uh-huh. are we are on different fairways. We're playing as you. I don't know how good you are, Connor. Terrible. No but if me and my brothers are going out to play and we're shooting a 110 and we're drinking beers, I want to watch that. And I want it to be mic'd up. I want to hear... You know, I want the club slams. I want possibly a 56 degree thrown into a pond. Yes. I want yes. the cussing and the trash talking. I want to watch that. Yes. Yes. Are we doing that? You're going to have to fill like five, six hours tonight on air. You got nothing but time. 
oh, I'm tossing ideas out left and right. Tom has a $350 million media deal. Trust me, this is my $375. 375 Whatever it is. Why does he need it? What, how much money does he need? What, what is he trying to do? They're trying to buy a team, JJ. I, I think, he, honestly, I, hey, hey, here's a real I, question. Okay, Peyton was holding court, like you said, at Pro Bowl. The Mannings are trying to get an ownership, from what it sounds like, alleged reports. Tom Brady's trying to get an ownership. Is JJ, why? Why? Is the family getting an ownership? Is that why TJ kicked the agents out of the way? Why? Excuse me. This is the amount we need to get on the right track to buy a goddamn fucking team. Ooh. I need to go sign this deal immediately. Is that what future thoughts are? Are you owning a team, JJ? I mean, I'm not the one that's flying around with Ursa on his jet <laughs> and that is constantly at the Colts. And, you know, I mean, one of us does seem to be looking at ownership here. It's not the guy in the wheels up shirt. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the guy in the tank top? <laughs> Guy in tank top in the in the gold chain. How cool would it be to fucking be an NFL owner, dude? That money's <laughs> only going like this, JJ. You hear me? It's you only got, going like this. Ursay golf's uh, right next to the, the course right by my house down in Arizona. He is there all the time, and uh, it doesn't look like a bad life. Do you talk to him? I uh, we we literally just missed each other the last time that we were out. His uh, I was talking to one of his. I think it was his number two. We were out there, but uh, I just missed him. Yeah. But his plan literally. <laughs> all the time guys guy lives a good life listen seems but right seems to do ownership properly yes he has a museum that travels around with him while he plays uh the guitar with other legendary musicians yes. around places you get into a combo with him jj grab a chair okay and buckle uh, up there is about to be two to three hours of the most legendary stories that you've ever heard and there are going to be metaphors and questions coming at you might be rhetorical might want an answer. Gonna have to read. Gonna have to read. You know, I haven't always hit a home run in those particular situations. He'll send out a question. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, he does not want an answer. That was a setup to the next one. I mean, he is he is worth a convo, JJ. Last question here. Go ahead, Tone Diggs. Uh, JJ, I just want to thank you first for motivating uh, TJ to try to get to those three uh, defensive MVP awards. Thank you for that. We appreciate it. Uh, but also, why do you hate your brothers? And why didn't you go play with them last year? Oh, Tone, that is a uh, that's a conversation for another day. Uh, free agency in itself is a full blown conversation for another day, and there's definitely stories from it that I will tell. Oh, really? Uh, like when you're retired and stuff? At some point, there's there's some interesting things there. But uh, are you angling for three hundred seventy five million dollars from somebody right there? <laughs> I mean, you gotta like you gotta look at what that situation was at the time too. TJ was up for a contract extension. Uh, and he hadn't gotten it there yet, and and we were talking there, and I'm always going to want, I want him to get taken care of. So it wasn't, it was just a situation of okay. I, I I want to see him getting taken care of, and also he loves his brother, good brother. Wow, your own two brothers can you take? I mean, really? I mean, I hang out with them like fifty to a hundred days a year. We text and talk every single day. I mean, do we need to be in the locker room together? Really? Oh, I, we would have liked it. I think, yeah, Pittsburgh would have loved it. Three wides. Wide. Wide. Let's Wide. go. Kind of solid. Uh, th that defense is fun, man. I love watching the Steelers. I love what Mike T has done. And everything that TJ has told me about Mike T and, and the way that he does things seems like it is just everything you look for and hope for as a player. Uh, and obviously the Steelers organization is one of the best in history. And it, it seems like they do stuff first class the right way up there. And so it's it does look like a special place to be. And I'm lucky that both my brothers are there. Um, 
yeah, he, he, they, they speak so glowingly about Mike T in that whole place. I can barely hear what you're saying. My whole fucking thing just broke, but you're, it's echoing off of this. I, I, you're, you're sounding great. That's what I'm fucking with. Every, I'm listening to you. My family is, it is a glorious place. I apologize for this unprofessionalism. Go ahead, AJ, please. Jesus. Last one from me. From me. Uh, do you, can you give a pick tonight? Are you allowed to, to say who you think will win the match? Minus 186. I- Right now. I have no clue if there are rules. I, I have, maybe I'm not supposed to. I'll take a pick. I'm going with Tom and Aaron. I think that they're going to win. I think uh, from what I hear, uh, I think Aaron is the best of the crew. Um, I think Tom also has – he's got another, you know, 180-yard hole out in his bag at some point just because he always does something spectacular on the course. Uh, I think Pat has played this course a ton. I played this course with Pat at the Justin Timberlake, Jimmy Fallon thing a couple weeks ago. And they were like, yeah, Pat's been out here like 15 times this year. It's unbelievable. So he knows the course well. Josh, I'm told, is dialed in from 150 yards in. A little erratic off the tee box. So I'm going with the older guys with the experience. Uh, that's who I think. And maybe I just got myself kicked off the broadcast. I don't know. No, no, you can't. 545, the whole show starts on the Bleacher Report app uh, with the last press conference that this man will be hosting before the 630 blast on True TV, TNT, and Headline News. Ooh. Can't wait to watch it, JJ. You're the best, buddy. Uh, I appreciate you guys. I love it every time, and uh, I hope to talk to you again soon. Good luck on the nap, too, you know, because downstairs there's a casino calling. You know, it's hard to take naps in Vegas. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't you dare. I'm going to nap it out. In the basement, it's going... There's more money to win. <laughs> That's what your pillow seems to say, too, as soon as you put your head down in that city. Maybe maybe just a little. Maybe just a little. I don't know. Maybe just a little. couple hands. You're J.J. Watt. You always win. Can't wait to watch you on the Bleacher Report app. Can't wait to watch the match tonight, 630. You're the man. Ladies and gentlemen, J.J. Watt. Yeah. Didn't he pop up and, like, wasn't it Tom right before the movie started? Like, hey, guys, I put a lot of heart and soul in for all. Like, he basically had a little promo before. Neil might have shut that one off. Neil. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. We didn't get Neil. that. Neil. Neil. We oh, talked about Neil. that. <laughs> what? No. Tom we- comes on, just one shot. Tom sitting in a chair talking, like, legit seems so happy oh, and so like excited. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? That would have been. You better you be fooling. Me? Are you joking? I, I am not fooling, Ty. I promise. <laughs> Mission Impossible into Tom speaking directly to us right into that Top Gun. Yep. Oh, my Tom's God. never been hotter. Neil's What's ass deal? is grass. I'll go slash DC. Neil's tires right Legitimately. now. Legitimately. <laughs> Z, text Neil and ask him why we didn't get the conversation yeah. with Tom Cruise before the what show. What the fuck? It was about, yeah, about 45 that. seconds, maybe. Is Can this, he send that to us at least? we know this is real, though? Pretty straight face. I mean, this Daddy seems wasn't to be... Nick, pretty, did you have it at yours? He did say he wasn't fooling. Yeah. No, but it was the same theater, so it mm. could still be Neil. Fuck! What are they doing this? Hey, Ohio! Ohio! Here we go. We January 1st, 2023, legalized sports betting. Let's go! Yeah! So into effect. FanDuel's coming to town January 1st, 2023. Your bets actually mean something now. So when you're just going all willy-nilly, I put 100000 on Detroit Lions. I'll do this. Now we're going to find out. Welcome to the game, Ohio. We are pumped to have you. It is going to be a blast. Five months from now. Yeah. God damn it. Six months from now. Seven months from now. So it goes into effect, though. You can start gambling the start of the new year. Yes, that's what they're saying. And the Cincinnati, awesome. Cincinnati Bengals have a game the next day, I believe, Monday Night Football against the Bills. Whew, really? On January 2nd, I believe, yeah. Then you got playoffs. Let's go. Yeah. Sweet. I mean, you're missing out on a very large portion of the longest seasons the NFL has ever had to gamble upon. Yeah. But 
Legislators don't care about that, no, obviously. No. But you will be able to get massive Monday Night Football game right into the playoffs when it matters. So do all your research all season so you know that whenever football that matters comes around, you're going to be dialed in. And we're going to be taking FanDuel's money at an even bigger level when Ohio joins the party and we fucking take them for all they got, AJ. Oh, yeah. I'm excited, man. I Honestly, I it's not... Through you guys and through FanDuel, I've started to get into it and pay more attention and everything. But the fact that I could actually do it, I, I felt like this day would never come. Yeah, it's regulated. It's safe. I assume, oh, first couple, we- oh. Mm. first couple weeks in every state, the legislators, like, are not that open for, like, boosts. And that they have to have control over everything, I believe, from what I've known. Uh, like, the first couple weeks are always the toughest to get things through because, you know, bureaucracy of the government wants to make sure, hey, we won't make sure this is being run white or right, which is what we mean is we want to make sure we're getting a proper cut of all this stuff. Yes, sure. So sometimes bonuses and super boosts, not necessarily the widest of margin. Does that help our state or does that, what, what is that, what are we doing here? So for the first couple of weeks, it seems maybe Ohio would be different. I hope Ohio is different. There have been some states that have just hopped right in and been just like everybody else. But it does feel like sometimes when new states come in, the first couple of weeks, it's not as easy to get like boosts or in some states, not all states, like the new state or something like, like there is always those types of things that happen. But in the long haul, it will be amazing. And I am so excited for Ohio. And I'm thankful that they've got it passed. And was this Gonzo's last? Was this his last ride, do you think? Did it again. Sounds like it. Gonzo. Son of a bitch did it. His legacy. And for every every bad thing that's said about the NIL deal, also his legacy. Because he was one of the ones spearheading the potential to get out there. And instead, he... Got kicked out. Got booted. So, can never quite get ahead. 10, 15 years from now, I don't know what all will be said about Gonzo's political career, but I would like those two to maybe exist. Yeah. Yeah. And remember that he, you know, was the one that brought sports gambling to Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. Let's make sure it's remembered. Yeah. Was he? I assume there's some other person that's very pissed that we just said that in Ohio. Yeah. Well, that guy too, though. That guy. Or both, lady. Both, or lady. Or lady. Both, both of them. All three of them. Did either Probably one Probably a group of people. Rip. I assume everybody came together over there. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Do you know how closely these John Sheerans and the Wizards that set the lines there at FanDuel will be looking at the Ohio State Buckeyes? Those lines will be the most... I didn't realize week one, Ohio State, Notre Dame, FanDuel won't be here yet. No, but just in the future. Everybody in Ohio is an Ohio State Buckeye fan, basically, right? I mean, that is kind of... If you're not... Yeah, up up north of Michigan... Some of them. I know some Columbus people that are Michigan fans, by the way. Yeah, there are. I mean, there's plenty of, yeah, there's people. It's fine. Not at the chop house. I mean. Well, depends how you dance. True. That's what? all that matters going into the chop house. That's right. <laughs> what are your dance moves like? Can you eat steak here? We don't know. How can you dance? Huh? Can you back it up a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> Is that place still going? Is Urban working for Fox or what? Does that happen? Is that official? That's what they keep saying it, but he's not signed, is he? Whoever's leaking it needs to stop because we have to react the same exact way every time. That's right. (laughs) Like, we have to. Are they checking this show, you think, to to gauge, like, a reaction of what the general public will feel? Not this show. Nobody cares about this show. But the Internet's (laughs) reaction is the exact same. You can basically – I mean, we're pretty basic dudes on this show. If we are doing it, it's probably a good chance there's a lot of people that are reacting the same way. But how could you not? Mm Mm-hmm. How could you not after the catastrophe that was last season for him as an NFL coach, his first time back on the sidelines, 
like actually making decisions as opposed to being on the sideline with a whistle and a suit. I mean, it's just a wild scene, the, the whole thing. Especially when you're trying to replicate game day and the, like those sets were kind of smaller, but they packed people in there like, you know how many signs are going to be on TV? They're just going to keep rifling those things through with, you know, fingers going in bungholes and stuff like that. They're, there's no way they're going to oh, stay on top of it. the ingenuity. That's uh-huh. what I'm saying. The engineering. Oh, yeah. You kidding the me? engineering. Yeah. Hey, that's a, this is funny. Ty, it's funny that you say that, but that would be a real worry of mine if I was a producer. No yes! kidding. What are you Every week. Yes. Every week. The entire time the show's on, on the air. People I mean, are too creative. Like, yeah. people are so damn creative. And they got time. They got yeah. time. You know, people got time for those signs, especially if it's going to be if that gets on for ten seconds on TV. That's on boom, ripped, post, clip. Yeah. This is what I did. Hilarious. Let's go out tonight. Celebrate this. Let's do that. I mean, it's maybe a, they don't mind though. It's free pub for the show. Maybe they don't care. Okay. Well. Okay. I mean, maybe. There's, just there's lean no in. way. Just lean into it. I mean, they did Tebow bad, and he didn't do anything nearly as terrible as Urban Meyer. They're going to destroy him. What they say about Tebow? Oh. They take down signs. He was doing first take live from yeah, right over his shoulder. There was four people standing four feet behind Tebow <laughs> holding signs that were not nice to Tebow. Yeah, Tebow like, can't what, block. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, like just elementary level stuff. Okay, nothing super serious, but taking shots at him as a football player and everything like that. And it was one per- literally right there. Yeah, right there. Like you standing back here, this this sign of you, you know, what I mean? that's like where the person was. Mm-hmm. And then they come back in the last shot. Well, I guess me down there. You can't see the age. I wouldn't feel very comfortable uh, doing that. (laughs) I put a puck right through your fucking gut. (laughs) You did. That's pretty shot. But Tebow is doing a hit on first take, like right here. (laughs) And this person was holding a sign right there that was like, Tebow is terrible at football or whatever. (laughs) And we literally walked in. I was watching it, and I was like, is that? Is that what they're like promoting to happen every single time Tebow goes live from uh, campus or whatever? And then it came back on the other side. That sign was gone. Nobody was there. Yeah. Didn't happen again. It was like, all right, I guess they told the single person who had a problem with football <laughs> yeah. or with Tebow was all by himself. But that's what Fox is going to have to go on the run on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was one person. They're going to have to tell 250 people to take their signs down, which probably isn't going to fly. Mm-hmm. At the day, here's uh, is this a Tebow sign? He looked up one of the Tebow signs here. Tim Bats two twenty six. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's like five so, people standing. That's there. not too bad. It's all right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it was elementary level stuff, but it was still like. That's I mean, hitting two twenty six is okay. Mendoza. Hmm. Well, I mean, he's a football player that went to try to play baseball. Yeah, but I'm just saying the first two lines okay, and then the last two lines is the burial. I believe I'm not. I don't yeah. know baseball well enough, but I think that is the case. Yeah, it's saying the guy stinks at baseball. Of course. Well, we don't know. 226 isn't bad. It's a whole fame. Not in single A. It's not great. Oh, single A because I did I play against a single A pitcher probably? Uh, a couple of those guys probably. Probably. First pitch I seen, pal, 90 something. Bang, contact. If I'm doing it, ship well, curveball, I must fell down. So I think that's the determiner, right? And that's all they threw at Debo, right? They just threw eight, eight curveballs a game. All right, take yeah. all these people here to see you, huh? Get your cameras out. Ooh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Strike. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Well, help me. He probably yeah. Yeah. Eight curveballs, one fastball. They wanted to see if he could maybe get a chance on one of them. Well, that was the big Mother. thing. Whenever I was going to play my game, they were like, if this pitcher throws anything other than gas, he will be mocked and ridiculed by everybody in baseball for the rest of his life. That he doesn't think that his fastball is good enough to beat somebody that has never stepped foot into a batter's box before. <laughs> so he did that first pitch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everybody told me, hey, the first pitch is going to be the best pitch you see all night. Like, So I... 
I mean, I'm mid-conversation with the fucking ump and that thing's coming. It's like, all right, I'm swinging at this. I felt it hurt the hell out of my hands, Mm -hmm. but I could see in that moment how people enjoyed the activity of baseball. Oh, yeah. And come to find out he actually hit lefty. Yeah, Yeah, right. That was oppo. I I I mean, the fact that you're just learning that at 33 or whatever it is. Jesus never played baseball. Yeah. What do you want from me, dude? I never but if you, normally your golf swing is the same as your baseball swing. No, that's not true because Tom Brady bats lefty, golf's righty, mm-hmm. uh, throws touchdowns with his right hand as well. Mm-hmm. Thielen just came on and said, you know, actually playing baseball hurts because of his golf game. See? Two different swings. No, bro. he's saying he doesn't want it to mess up his golf swing. No, I exactly. was just saying usually that's a similar swing to where if you do one right, you're going to do the other one right hand. Hey, is he legit shoot potential to win Tahoe? I think so. Like, if he, Thielen absolutely can shoot under par. So, like, I, I think, yeah, he could do it. I'm not saying he will, but Who's he big can. dog friend of the show? Williams. Kyle Williams. Kyle Williams is a fucking player. What's I played with Kyle uh, round one last year. Shockingly, that was my last round I played with him because he was in the lead after day one. <laughs> yeah, he's going up the top of the uh, charts there. What's winner shooting every day, AJ? Like, even par? Uh, I don't. Their exact score, because it's that Stableford thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even par or under. Yeah, I would think. Damn, Fuck. That's pretty good. Definitely get even par when every single shot matters too. Every shot. We are a few years out from ever competing in that. It sounds like you got to get those par fives. You got to hit eagles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'd be nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I say it every time, every year. My brother's like, "You should, like, you can hit the ball far. We should really take advantage of these par fives." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm trying, but every time I keep getting eights and nines on these suckers, I put two out of bounds." <laughs> you do hit the hell out of a golf ball. I don't understand how you're not a great golfer. Well, because I hit the ball out of bounds. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> or I, or every once in a while, I get a case of the old tops off the tee, and it goes fifty oh, yards. Yeah. <laughs> I can scramble like a madman, though. Yeah, me. but can't you yeah, yeah. can't you dial that in just a tiny bit? So you're not <laughs> you got to play to dial it in, don't you? I'm still waiting to get out for my first round this year. <laughs> you were at the uh, went to the range, yeah. range two weeks ago. I told oh you June loved tenth is a Friday that I'm gonna have to miss. It's one of my it's a, a deal I got to go. I'm gonna go play a scramble. June tenth, we just next Friday. Oh jeez, yeah, it's one of those deals, you know. One of those deals I signed up for, you know. I charity. told you I got. Got one about a week or two after that too. That Jesus. my uh, oh, couple deals. That's week? my guy that hooked me up with the uh, the Ryder Cup though. So I'm definitely going to that one. Oh, this guy networking while we're trying yeah. to work. A week or two after the tenth too. I mean, it's the Friday I think before Tahoe. Oh yeah. No. No. Oh well. It's not. If it's the Friday before Tahoe, that's good news because I think we're going to be live from somewhere on that Ooh. Friday. Oh. Okay. Things are coming together, I think. Let's go. We'll be off that week at Tahoe, I think, and then maybe the week following. I don't know. we got to figure that out. All right. And How's your knee? Then we're in the Thunderdome, I think. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, what's that, pal? How's that knee doing? It's better today. Is it? Yeah. Keep it moving, though. you got to make sure you keep moving. No. i got to sit on. You know that. I fucking no, know that. Once I, it gets stiff, though, it's terrible. No, i got to... I gotta keep the swelling, the the shit in there. I gotta get rid of that. It'll go away. What is that pus? What is it? Blood? What is it? <laughs> cartilage? I don't know. No, no, cartilage fluid? is definitely in there. Fluid in there, though. What is the fluid oh. in there? I got drained one time. The guy took in a thing. Tries to protect. Like, what your body sends that fluid to try to protect your joint? Yeah, because I tweaked something when I was golfing in Air Forces on cement. <laughs> 
bad idea. I mean, what was I even doing there? I was really laying into it, too. I was starting to feel it. And then I hop on a bike and just fucking hit it with a 10-piece real quick. <laughs> so it tweaked. There's no structural because I can put full weight on it, you know? So I can do, like, full. It's just dealing with this swelling, whatever this is. I got this thing drained. My right knee, I got it drained one put time. Put a sleeve on. All right. We all know the sleeves work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, a compression sleeve. You should sleep in a compression sleeve. That would help. Ooh. Copper fit? I'm not saying wear it around public and wear it at SmackDown with shorts on, but you could sleep in a like not a not the copper fit, but just the uh, you know the sleeves that you get from the training room. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I have those laying around. Me too. Have one of those for sure. You got to go get a copper fit at Walgreens. But I feel much better today than I did yesterday, and yesterday I felt a lot better than I did two days ago. So it, it, oh, you're good. It's going away. Yeah, I'm going to be good. I think I'm going to be good. Drink some water. Well, a lot. I've been drinking. All right. Good advice. Smart. Here's to the knee getting healed. <laughs> That's right. But how are you going to have the – it's going to be more of a mental hurdle that first time you try to get back and really go after one. No, I've done that like four times. Surgeries, punting. I have had to do that. Yeah. First time, couldn't do it. Next time, fucking break it if I have to. Oh, yeah. Because that's always the question. Like, hey, is there any more damage I can do to this thing right now? If I swing, is there any more damage I can do to it? No, you're good. It just hurts. It's just trying to come back. All right, you said it. I'm fucking swinging as hard as I can. It's going to hurt so bad. Yeah, just do it. Feels like I broke something. <laughs> now you're just sore. Let's go work on it or whatever. Reteaching your body how to do stuff after surgery. And that's like, I think we're one of the shows that chats about it. Rehab stinks from surgeries. It stinks. It yeah. is no fun. It is, it's painful. It's very painful. It's time consuming. It's isolating. You're by yourself a lot. The trainers have to be, you know, not only top of the job, but also they have to lift morale a lot. It is no fun at all. You're 100% right. So hopefully after this one, though, I'll just say, fuck it. Give me the big dog and just swing as hard as I can. Hell yeah. Yeah. You're not going to, I mean, hopefully you don't need surgery on that. If you do, you'll wait till after your big golf match on Tahoe, I would imagine. Having a walk, too, a part of this? Yeah. yeah. Going to have to get a car. You're going to have to get some exactly. Toradol shots. Yeah. They got Tordal out there? I mean, that w- I, they have everything else. I, w- I wouldn't be shocking if you went in some trailer and like, oh, yeah, you want Tordal? Cool, here you go. Everything else. Yeah, what do you Jesus mean? Christ. I mean, they have like a trailer with chiropractors and people stretching you and all oh, that. Oh, there you go. That. I don't, but yeah, you can. I will walk right up to them just like I did the cold stalkers. I need a Tordal, please. Pull my pants down. <laughs> You should do that. Hey, this year you could do it, but they're gonna, they already know. Don't even say anything. Just go in there and pull your pants down and turn around. No, I'm not on jackass. A lot of dick and ass in that thing. I saw a little bit of 4.5. Did you see uh, Poopies? Blindfold race? I have not yet. No, I've only oh, seen it. Get to oh, it. Yeah. Get to it. Poopies has maybe the line of the year. I mean, I, I just watched Top Gun. There's a lot of good lines in that. So mm-hmm. I saw the dongs you were talking about in the one scene when he was the old man, and all of a sudden these other old guys come out. A lot of dogs. What do we do? How do you get those guys? Do How that? do you think 15 to 16 dogs? <laughs> of like 60 years and up. Well, I think that's the only people that would do it, right? That feels like that's all the nudist colonies is all those olds that are just like kind of creepy. Yeah, don't mm-hmm. care. Or they just gave one into a nursing home and were like, hey, we'll give you guys 100 bucks if you come in here and just dump your dong out. Bobby Whatever. Yeah. yeah. We know Tone's doing it. What? Tim, you coming out? <laughs> 100 bucks, show your dick. Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah. You got nothing going on. Well, we got bingo tonight, I guess. <laughs> How long is this going to take? How long are I going to have my dick outside there? Uh, 15 minutes? <laughs> all right. Yeah, fuck it. Make it 50. <laughs> That's what it felt like. They were all very excited to have their dongs outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it felt awkward. 
So, <laughs> I forget it. When Lord Stanley, Lordo arrived yesterday, yeah. there was maybe 14 to 15 dongs on one of the screens here because we were watching, <laughs> yeah. we were yeah. watching that and then the poopies thing just happened then Lordo came so everybody yeah. got to yeah, right, right. Lordo. And then <laughs> so, uh, this, this company is the worst. This one right here. <laughs> no. Yeah. Think about how much we paid and we didn't even get the full movie. We didn't even get well, the. Well, it sounds yeah. like that's on We didn't even get the promo from fucking TC before the goddamn movie. That's bullshit. We'll find it on the internet. I, I think AJ's full of shit. I don't think that <laughs> happened. Seems like something I would make up. It does. I bet you could find it on YouTube or on Twitter. I'm sure somebody filmed the screen. Couldn't find it on YouTube. So, Maybe it was just the screening I got to see. Well, one of those yeah. deals. Well, one of those diesel. What, you at the fucking Buckeye Alumni Hall of Fame Club movie theater? Was TC no, there? I, I went online and bought Is this the Waxner tickets front row. Is this uh, uh, Waxy? You're at Waxy's. I had six front row tickets, pal. So front, front row? Five other kids. With me. Jesus, you ever been to a movie before? Front? Yeah. Front Third. row? Hey, How's your kids? neck feel? Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna love talk. I'm not a baby like you guys. I went to. I was trying to schedule it. Obviously, it's a big movie. It sold out. It played 75 times, and those are the only seats available. You paid. Wow. That's crazy that you watched Top Gun front row. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I respect Great it. Time. Thunder Alley. Great time. Were you in? There? Was it IMAX or? No, not IMAX. But it was a big old theater. Not big enough. I mean, yeah. you're right in there. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like being up there. I was doing this a little bit in different scenes when they were flying. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, uh -huh. Looks like it's pretty easy to fly a fighter pilot. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't look that difficult. Yep. Just up on the throttle, and, and then, then you're just kind of burp burp. That yeah. thing's flying itself. Yeah. How about that next gen, the fifth gen one? Oh, oh I think that's sick. That spin moving yeah. game. That had to be United Aerial Phenomenon. Potentially. <laughs> it had to be UAP. I wouldn't be surprised if fucking that was actually Cruise. Flying stunt work for the for the, the end. person wasn't doing oh, it. Probably. Yeah, exactly. He said, "Fuck it, get me in there." All right, let's get out of here. This just stinks. Hey, you, what uh, in fifteen twenty. What's that? Oh, a celebration. Yeah. As of today, AJ, listen to this. Michael Cole has officially been on the air for WWE for twenty five straight years. In those twenty five years, working at least one show a week. For numerous years of that 25, I think like maybe a decade of them, working two shows a week, has only missed two shows in 25 years, flying commercially, layovers, staying in Best Westerns, driving hours and hours to get to shows, has missed two shows in 25 years traveling and on the road for the WWE, never taking a break, never stepping away, never taking a, like a leave and then coming back and fulfilling anything that he maybe left on the table. 25 straight fucking years, changed so many people's lives, changed so many stories, has obviously been a massive piece of why I work for the WWE. I've been very lucky to work alongside of him. In my eyes, the GOAT. Congrats on 25 years. Yeah. Michael Cole. AJ, think about that. One of the greatest workers in the history, and workers is used in like wrestling as somebody that's in the ring, and I don't mean it as that. I'm just talking about somebody that for 25 years showed up to his job, did it exactly what he was supposed to do, performed at a very high level, only missed two shows for 25 fucking years. Unbelievable run. Congrats to him, and uh, thanks to him for everything, AJ. Well, he, my one, uh, one of my coaches used to say, like, he's a soldier for the cause. And I feel like Michael Cole is an absolute soldier for the WWE. Like, 25 years, 
only missing two shows, especially in that crazy world that the WWE is. Especially, So he's been there through all the weird – was that with all the WCW and all the back and forth with everybody else? Oh, yeah, from the Attitude Jeez. Era all the way through the Monday Night Wars, through the entire um, – the um, His run as no, a wrestler. The uh, Ruthless Aggression Era – through he's seen the rock in four different forms with the wwe and gone on there he steve austin the entire i mean probably called a few eugene matches i would assume yeah probably i would assume he (laughs) has he's wrestled at wrestlemania obviously i mean he is the soundtrack to a lot of 25 years and by the way there's been a lot of stuff he's had to say you know, yeah. there's, there's a lot of things that he's been forced to say on air as the voice of the WWE, which is what he was literally titled for a long time through a lot of years of a lot of ideas. And he's just gone out there, showed back up the next show, gave it his all. I mean, fucking bravo, pal. Yeah, Congrats, Cole. What an interesting career that guy has. Yeah. And he's a massive booze bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe the liver takes a break every once in a while because yeah. Michael Cole doesn't. But that guy, if you get him some Jack Daniels what? and some PBR. What? Oh, yeah. 25 years worth of stories in WWE. Think about that drink. Having a drink with that guy. Yeah. I mean. Yes. It's awesome. In the story. And he, looks, he looks, still looks so good, though. Like, he could go another 20 years. Got a new haircut, too. He's kind of changed the way his hair is being mm-hmm. cut. He looks mm-hmm. good. He's losing weight. He's getting into shape. He's oh. having fun, I think, on air. I think he's enjoying he's it. Up a pro- is he setting up a program? Oh. I don't know if Michael Cole is ever getting back in the ring. He's undefeated at WrestleMania. We need him back. Well, I appreciate Michael Cole a lot. In 25 years straight of doing something and showing up, especially with the the travel and the way travel goes, the delays, the amount of uh, time he has spent both running through an airport and sitting in an airport. Mm -hmm. Absurd. Mm -hmm. Couldn't even The amount of miles he has on every airline forever, a billion miles probably in a Mm -hmm. a couple of different airlines, has, like – it's unbelievable. Anybody else that's ever been on the road for 25 years straight every single week? Okay, just think about that. On the road for 25 years straight. He missed two. He's been on the road 52 weeks a year, 25 years straight, still flying commercial. Unreal. Still fly, like That is the thing that gets everybody. The travel is what gets everybody. Everybody hates the travel. That's why people, you, you look at any profession that involves traveling. The travel part is a massive piece of the conversation because how exhausting it is, how annoying it is, how fucking impossible it is to get to some places that you have to get to to be able to do things. He has to fly two planes. 25 years in, this guy's still flying two planes, getting a rental car, driving two and a half hours to a show, then doing the same thing, flying all the way back home. I mean, it is fucking the competitive stamina of Michael Cole in the greatness and the level that he's been able to perform at for this long, I have nothing but respect for. I am. It is awesome to kind of be a part of his little tiny, a little tiny part of his massive story, AJ. Well, you guys are awesome together, and you were from day one. Well, I think it's, uh, yeah, man, it's fun to watch. It's cool to see. Like, I always think about what's going on in Michael Cole's head. Like, what could this guy be thinking right now? Well, he's what sixty percent deaf or whatever, too. <laughs> I guess he's sixty percent deaf because he's had headphones fifty-two weeks. 25 years straight, he's had headphones. There's a lot of conversations going on in there, including his own, I'd assume. But think about before he even got to the WWE, he was, he was covering a war in Bosnia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was the first one to talk to David Koresh 
in his journalism career. He covered some river fire where he almost died. He was stuck in the middle of a fire on the middle of a river, out in an oil fire or whatever. I mean, he's covered, uh, I think he covered a couple presidential campaigns. Mm-hmm. And then he went into the WWE and for 25 years straight, he just shows up and does his job. Like, he's a professional journalist. Like, hey, this is what I do. This is what I got to go. And I feel like I've enjoyed his commentary lately because I've been there, so I'm listening to every single word. I didn't always listen to every single word he said back in the past when I was watching WWE for Islam. But now, like, I feel like we're getting a chance, actually, the human behind the Michael Cole character is coming out a little bit. I feel like he's a little bit more comfortable, I hope. And he should be because how fucking good he is. But absolute legend. A champion of the road. Absolutely. And he's always been very good to us. Like, he is mm-hmm. actually the man, even the though a lot of people think he's kind of a prick. Like, he's very, very nice. And he dresses like a jackass. Absolutely. Yeah. Him coming in here with those fucking sandals <laughs> uh-huh. that Disgusting. he did that day. Yeah. I thought he looked good. No, you looked did cozy. Not. Looked comfortable. No, he looked like a clown. Wasn't he wearing a full jumpsuit with it? Well, I don't know if he had the full jumpsuit, but he definitely had the sweats and a, probably some terrible baseball shirt. He loves baseball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Wearing something similar in Dallas, too, at WrestleMania. Yeah, dressed like a jackass when we saw him there. <laughs> Fool. <laughs> he said, I'm in a suit, but every other time you see me in sweats. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Right now, he's probably, well, he's probably working. Because <laughs> not only is he on the air, he also does a bunch of shit off air, so he's in calls all day, every day. I mean, it is nonstop, this guy. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. And his wife, incredibly cool. Yoli, cool person as well. So, shout out to both of them. I don't know when. I don't, I, I don't know if he's going to go another 25 years. We'd assume he's on his back nine, but we might be wrong. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to go. He didn't want to start going back to Bosnia and reporting from war-torn areas, does he? I mean, I would assume at this point, twenty-five <laughs> years on the road, he could just hopefully retire. Yeah, you hey, think walk run. off into the sunset? Yeah. But he'd I think be bored. he'd be bored, man. Yes, he would have to be on the road. He would have to stay on the road because after fifty-two years of being on the road every single week, Oof. there's no way he's able. To, they got that. RV. He's on autopilot. I bet he's just straight autopilot when yeah. he's traveling. He doesn't even. Look at where he's going. He got an RV. He's got an RV. That feels like the right answer. Oh, though. Just travel, right? Yeah, that was, would be sweet. I feel like that's the right answer, though. Once he gets out of it, he's still going to have to be on the move because the psychology of him getting out of that life probably not that he's anytime soon. And I'm not suggesting that at all. I hope he works for at least as long as I'm working. How there. old is he? I don't know. He doesn't seem old enough to have been there for 25 years, I feel like. I thought he was exactly. like 57 or something. Yeah, 55 is what I, it was in my head. Yeah. He looks good, man. He does. He looks good. He's doing well. Still got energy. He's 53, I believe. Oh. Looks like he's uh, early 40s, late 30s. Yeah. Looks good. Takes care of himself, which is surprising because, tra- once again, the amount of booze. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The amount of travel yeah. that he can just put it's away. The TV thing. A lot of tea. Like, I'm not saying... Michael Cole, I don't, I don't know anything about his drinking, but a lot of TV people love to booze hard. Well, and he's going to hear this, and he's going to say, only a couple of nights a week. <laughs> no, that's not true. Yeah, because I'll we be don't text know. from You don't know what he does during the week? Well, I, d- I will, yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, he always has his uh, – he has an Apple Watch, which he speaks into, you know. He's, mm-hmm. yeah. he's always in his pool drinking Jack mm-hmm. whenever I get a text from him. <laughs> well, yeah. Cole, it's Sounds 9 awesome. a.m. Yeah, well, got a two-day off. Here. That's right. Never too early. Come enjoy this thing. We saw him Wednesday, WrestleMania. He was tuned up, and it was not even 10 o'clock yet. We have some breaking news, which is a complete change of subject. And <laughs> Zito said this in my ear in a very excited fashion. Nice. Because Zito has committed his entire yeah. life to this yep. over what we all believe has been an entirely too long of a process, too public of a process. We have learned a lot of things about two very notable celebrities through a court appearance that has taken place. There has been a ruling 
Johnny Depp has won via Jonathan Lemire, Fairfax, Virginia. Jury rules in favor of Johnny Depp in his libel lawsuit against ex-wife Amber Heard, who had accused him of abuse. So he gets $50 million, I believe, is what he was suing so for. And to, hopefully his name cleared is what he's looking for. Yeah, so it's up to the jurors. They, they picked the, the money. The money has not been set yet. But for him, it's yes. his legacy of like, hey, this is all for gays. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to stand for this. Go ahead and do it. And I think as we were watching it unfold publicly, I didn't really talk about it much because I 15 million. 15 million was the ruling, I guess, from the jury uh, in Johnny Depp. And I assume Johnny Depp is obviously pumped for the 15 million, probably in jobs that he potentially lost. She's not gonna, does she have 15 million to pay him, though? I don't know how that'll get started. It'll probably be a bankruptcy situation mm-hmm. and future. Yeah. There'll be some deal struck, I assume. But for him, it's legacy, right? I know. I yeah. want clear, this. He wants to clear his name. Like he doesn't want to be known as a, an abuser. Yes. Yeah. By the way, congrats to him. By the way, for getting his name cleared. Uh, congrats to him for going through with this. Because a lot of guys and girls, I guess it does happen in that particular fashion as well, where women beat up uh, their spouse. I think we saw it. I'm not going to out anybody, but there was a former soccer player where it happened and kind of took place. It always gets kind of buried away and it just kind of lingers around, you know, forever for these people. And I think a lot of people uh, have obviously done it and are terrible people. But on the flip side, I think there's some people where it's like, this is quite a misunderstanding that I don't want to go public with and deal with all the potential backlash that could come from this. That thing being publicly shown was Johnny Depp's best case, right? I think mm-hmm. in this yeah. entire thing. The public opinion after after watching that swayed in a fashion I don't think any of us could have expected because of the previous events that have taken place with this serious of an accusation. Well, yeah, I remember early on, I don't know, Nick or somebody else might know like the timeline. Zito when does. Johnny Depp was, so there was accusations of him of abuse or whatever, and he didn't say anything, didn't say anything. And then it came out later, like, no, he was accusing her of abuse. So I'm like, oh, this could get It was like six months went by where Johnny Depp was a terrible person, right? Oh, yeah. Uh And he was trending, I think. And then Mm -hmm. it came out, no, no, he's accusing the other way. And then everybody was like, oh, so this is a very toxic relationship. And then like, no, they're going to court. It was like, oh, shit, here we go. And for six, seven weeks here, the internet has obviously watched every single second of this entire thing and i guess he was in the uk having some drinks celebrating this entire thing yeah uh, when he, he on and, stage uh, while it was announced he was when the when the jury was deliberating he flew to london and was a part of a concert yeah he was shredding a guitar whole different yeah. life for johnny Depp. yeah, yeah completely he's probably scared to go in public lost a lot of friends probably for things mm-hmm. that were said about him i know Downey said he's gonna give him a movie coming up soon to get him up back in the screen okay he's gonna play a drunk part you should. I hope. That'd be a lot of money, a lot of llamas. Make blow too. Oh, Ooh. love it. How about that? What him sitting at that table at the very end of that thing where they all just drift away? Yeah. That'd Man. be quite a moment. Oh, no. I'm <laughs> fucked. I knew it. You fucking rat bastard. Mm-hmm. Boston George actually got out recently. George Young's out? I believe so, yeah. Is he still alive? I think so. Is his daughter going to say hello to him? I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I hope, but she's just trying to make the money for her family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Slippery slope. Whoa, Black Betty, family. Whoa, Black Betty, Rest in peace, by the way, George Young. He did pass away in 2021. Oh. And Ray Liotta played George's dad in the movie. He passed away too. Oh yeah. Rest in peace, Ray Liotta. Miss you, Ray. Forgot about that role, by the way. Everybody's talking Goodfellas because how good a movie Goodfellas is. Blow, great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dad, great character. Yeah, fantastic. He fucking knew all along, didn't he? Oh, yeah. he still stuck by. 
He did. Uh, 3.3 million people were watching live as the uh, verdict was read, I guess. Yeah. That's just on YouTube, too. I saw like over 100,000 on Twitter. Jeez. People That's were following this thing. That moves the needle still. Good for Depp. Yeah. That means that many people saw them say he didn't do it. Yeah. yeah. That has to feel pretty good. Good for him. All right. Good for us, too. Let's get the fuck out of here. All right. All right. Hockey talk tonight. Hammered down in about 15 minutes. Yep. You get to see the lad from Canada. Can't oh, wait yeah. to see him and catch up with him and uh, watch him continue his heater from his COVID cave exactly. of Canada. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, his bag did not pass the COVID test. That's why it was behind. Oh, makes sense. way in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> He said they love masks up there in Canada, by the way. Love masks. Oh, yeah. Hmm. How far is he from where Trudeau is located? Well, I'm not even sure. I haven't asked the question, but I'm sure that will be something that you can send him in a text. I will do that here shortly. I do need to check in on Goomp, see how he's doing. Uh, Goomp, I think he's going to be good. Yeah. Good hey, I texted Goomp uh, last Friday. I texted him because I was pumped for Goomp. I was dry- My wife and I are walking down... Uh, near like not downtown Columbus area, just walking down the street, going somewhere, and a car starts blaring his horn, honking at me, driving by. A dude hangs out the window and he says, "Free gum!" and yelled. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> "It was like three hours after we just finished the show with Gump when he was leaving." Okay, so awesome. a lot of love for Gump, and he he deserves it. Can't wait to get him back as soon as possible. That process is already thinking kicking back off. So here we go. Here we Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, Gump. Let's get you back, pal. We miss you, lad. Um, all right, we're out of here. Thanks, Tom Cruise, for kicking off the morning the yep. way he did. Huge. Thank you, TC. Hey, we got to get Tom on the on the show Hell sometime. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> don't you think? Yeah. yeah Why are you looking right at me? I don't know if we're gonna get fucking Tom Cruise. If on we put show. it out, get there, LeBron like on the fucking show too. Yeah, that's what, that's what we should yeah, get. Maybe you could reach out, Hawk. All right, I am doing it right here. I'm reaching out, Tom. We need you, Tom. Tom, listen. I ain't never seen one of your movies. I only known you from the couch incident mm-hmm. on Oprah. You and saw Cocktail? Great movie. Oh, great movie, yeah. No, but I did go to a place called Chasers, which I believe was named after that, right? Oh. Chasers had penny pictures on Wednesdays in Morgantown. There you what go. a place. <laughs> Anyways, Tom, I didn't know you. I was just always assumed, what's this Fugay's acting like he's this thing for? I seen Top Gun Maverick this morning. Completely changed my opinion. I need to watch all your movies. I appreciate you for existing and for representing our country, sir. Thank you for everything, Tom Cruise. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Love you. And if you'd like to have a human conversation with us, we'd love to have you. Yeah. yeah. He might be an alien, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big chance. Yeah. He's this tall doing all that shit. And he's a fucking bona fide <laughs> movie star. That son of yes, a bitch. Yes, he is. Absolute yes. stunt. Yeah. yeah. I do love how he still stands in the milk crates for some of those scenes. What are you talking? You don't know that. I don't need to hear this right now. Okay, that I'm, was bullshit. I'm big. You don't I'm know that. He made that up. Never do. I'm up on Tom Cruise right He's now. He's six yeah. foot three, really. <laughs> he runs seventy five miles an hour. That's no yeah. joke, dude. Perfect knee drive arm swing, AJ. Oh, I know. Knee drive arm swing. It is. It is class. It is. Clinic. He seems like that guy. I bet you Tom is that guy where he wanted to look good running in film, and I bet he hired someone yeah. to teach him like a hey, proper form. He's doing A skips and B skips every mm-hmm. before everything. I need perfect. His oh. hands. Perfect. I bet Tom has a, a very in-depth, long, like, warm-up routine before he does any of those action scenes. Absolutely. At his age, he would have to. The fact that he's still doing all that and committing all that so we can enjoy the hell out of that two hours and 20 minutes or whatever, I'm very thankful. Tom, you want to come on the show and talk to some humans? Come on. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. yeah. We, have, we love aliens around here. Yeah. And we love you.
Man, we love you, Tom. I'm watching Mission Impossible tonight. Which yes. one? Which one's the best one? The Ghost Protocol, good one to start with. Yeah. But yeah, the first couple those. are good, though. Even though they are, ones. but they're not. I mean, you just fucking dive right in. You know what you're getting with TC yeah. now. Just dive right in. Yeah. Edge of Tomorrow is also very good. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. That's good TC film. Hey, he's a badass motherfucker, this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see him riding along in that fire plane? Yeah. <laughs> you've, seen, you've seen Tropic Thunder. Lex Grossman. Oh, yeah. He's good in that. I've seen a little bit of Tropic Thunder for sure. He's awesome oh, wow. in Tropic Thunder. There's a cameo at the end, Thunder. pretty much, right? I know you love no. Tropic Thunder. It's my favorite comedy movie of all time. Jack Reacher, filmed in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Never seen it, yeah, but I'm sure it's great. Did he get through Plum or no? Did they stop by no, Dallas South Pizza? He wasn't there at Mario's filming there. Really? Oh, yeah. Or a drink? Did he hit that little wheel thing? They had the little wheel thing. It was after hours. They would go. They would film at like 1 a.m. on weeknights. <laughs> Rock of Ages, if you're into musicals, he's... He Rock yeah. I mean, we could, we could name every fucking move in TC's library if you'd mm-hmm. like us to. He's True. good in every movie that Old he's Minority ever been Report. in. Is he the greatest actor of all time? Yeah, one he's of our there. generation. In terms yeah. of just, like, box office appeal, being a star, knowing exactly what you're getting out of every TC movie, yeah. Tell you what, you go through his IMDb, it's hard to find a bad one. Alleg- Eyes Wide uh, Shut, A.J. Lozell. Alleg- that's about oh, yeah. what's going good on, movie. right? Actually, War the Allegedly, I've heard about that movie, uh, Eyes Wide Shut. It's always thrown by people that are trying to take a shot at the situation that we're either going into sure. or yep. leaving or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is potentially an eyes wide shut situation. Just keep your head peeled or whatever. It's like... Okay. What is that? Everybody, <laughs> everybody's banging everybody? I don't know. I've never seen With the masks movie. masks on. Yeah. Is that what they do? They fuck her? Or it's mm-hmm. a big orgy with masks? Yeah. Oh, it's a mask party. It's a furry convention? Yeah, a masquerade party. Yeah. I've never gone to one of those. And 95s or other that. masks? Why, why, why would no, somebody say it's a really dying in there? What are they having these days? Were people dying in those? And eyes watch out. Yeah, some of them maybe. Really? Why were they dying? Like monkeypox situation. Potentially. Ooh, Rain Man, another good one. Yeah, Rain Ooh, Man's classic. They're all good. That's what I'm saying. Pick your point. TC's a fucking legend. He funded this one, I guess. Allegedly, is what we were learning. He funded a lot of Top Gun here. Really? Yeah, he gets like 75 percent on the back end or whatever. Yeah, but that's why this is his biggest one yet. So. Oh, you saw American Made. I did. He was great in Hell that. Oh, yeah. what do you know? Yeah, TC, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, you've been sleeping on TC. He's Wake great. up. Yeah, he's unbelievable. How about that? Hold on. He took off today. It was very oh, yeah. reminiscent Rem- to the oh, trees yeah. in American Made. True. Yeah. Wow. He's flown that flight before. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Guy's awesome. I can't wait to learn more about the little fellow. All right, we're back uh, tomorrow. <laughs> Hammer Dines in 15 minutes or so on uh, YouTube.com forward slash Hammer. Dine. And uh, Nick. Uh, that's Hockey Talk tonight. Should be great. Any guests tonight? Uh, I, th- I don't know, actually. I'm waiting to hear from Rupper. All right. Surprise guests. Here we go. Maybe. See you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs>